Oh, hello there. It's Vinley Galanoda. Thank you for joining the D4 Podcast. I hope you enjoy my emotional turmoil. Hi there, everybody, and welcome to D4, where tonight I, Rhea Sunshine, will be leading you through a fifth edition D20 modern one-shot with all of my lovely players. So before we get into this game tonight, I want to give you a little background of the world that we're currently living in. Um, this world that they, my beautiful players will be playing in is actually our world. But instead of all the terrible events that happened last year, magic was born. And with magic comes coincidentally terrible events, but that's neither here nor there. All of these beautiful players are all level 20 and they are all considered celebrities in whatever field or position that they hold in society now. Whether it was they saved a town or a city from a dragon or they're just really popular and somehow they also have power that comes along with their popularity now. So before we get into the, the true meat of what we're doing today, I would like for all of my beautiful players and celebrities alike to go ahead and give us a little biograph or bio, bio <laughs> about the celebrity you are playing tonight for Poppy's Playhouse charity event. So let's start with Miss Dennis or Dennis. Denny's. We'll, we'll go Dennis, just because that's how everybody's been pronouncing it. Gotcha. I thought it was Denise, so. No, it's Dennis now. <laughs> so let's start with Dennis or Mercy. Dennis, call sign Mercy Banks. At the start of the awakening, I was operating with a private security firm, TNL Solutions. My team was the Whiskey Wolves, and we ran covert operations for about eight years leading up to the event. Following the emergence of magic into the world, TNL has subcontracted with the U.S. government to secure dangerous items and individuals who posed a threat to the U.S.'s interests. There's, our specialty is infiltration and extraction. We're excellent at our work. I was commander of the group. At one point, we were hired by the British government to oversee the protection of the prime minister following threats from a terrorist organization known as Hermes. Myself and the prime minister ended up romantically involved. Unfortunately, the Prime Minister was successfully assassinated by a hit woman known as Death's Door, leading to TNL being released, leading to TNL releasing all the Whiskey Wolves from our contracts. So I did what anyone would do. I wrote tell-all books. The books acquired a number one position on the New York Times bestseller and made me quite a healthy little nest egg. Unfortunately, drinking and gambling consumed that nest egg. So now I'm looking for opportunities to re-engage in the world. Oh my God, that's so sad. <laughs> that you. sounds perfect. Let's go with Mr. Robert Dressler next. Feel, you're gonna make me follow that, really? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I am Robert Dressler, an up and coming actor. Uh, I just came off my production of Undercovers, the musical, uh, which outlines the events that I believe were described by Dennis, mm -hmm. correct? Yes, mm -hmm. it okay, was the cool. uh, story of the assassination of the prime minister. <laughs> yeah, uh, mostly before uh, the event, um, he, his acting career was more of a right place, right time thing, and then what happened happened, uh, and sort of changed his life because he has a very unfortunate little quirk <laughs> perfect 
All right, let's go with Dr. Rachel Prax. Thanks for remembering the doctorate. Some people don't seem to want to, and they just focus on the things that they can see. I'm a multiple doctorate in several fields of archaeology. I've traveled extensively. I actually do a lot of work with a lot of the 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 countries that I work with in order to be able to do excavation sites and get them anything that we find in those sites back to the governments that they belong to, which I also try to tell people, but they keep wanting to call me Indiana Jones. I don't know why. That whole article that was written about me has just been kind of a nightmare. It's It's been hard, but once all of the events took place and I started to figure out that maybe some of the history that I was looking into and some of the ruins that I was digging through had a lot more information and artifacts that were useful to the present day, uh, things got a lot more interesting. Unfortunately, not a lot of universities want to pay for that kind of research. In fact, uh, it was kind of hard beforehand and it's gotten even harder now. So if I want to continue to do the research into time and immortality that I want to be able to, I need to find some alternative sources of income, which is why the article came out, because I thought it was going to help. I just didn't think they were going to call me a magic time cat. And so here I am. Oh my God. Beautiful. Beautiful. And Miss Sydney Holiday, would you like um, to go next? Yeah. Hi. Hmm. I love magic time cats, so fun. Okay, so I am Sydney Holiday. You all probably kind of know who I am. Um, bit of a partier. And the, um, if y'all don't, okay, so I know it's probably confusing because it's like I haven't aged at all. It's because I haven't. Um, I had a reputation for just like being fun in like the early 2000s. So it's pretty wild that it's 2020 now. What happened for me from my perspective was. 2005 I was in the studio um and I was about to record what I was hoping to be my first hit signals the uh sorry single not signal single the stars can't see and um I went to the bathroom and when I came out like no one was there it was weird and then I like walked out of the building and like everything was different um, it was pretty drastic. It was really strange. I somehow time traveled in the bathroom of the studio. I'm not really sure. But um, everyone's old now, which is weird. It's been like, what, like 15 years. So everyone's old. Um, I'm still early 20s. So that's nice for me, I guess. Um, my parents still alive, luckily. Um, you might recognize them because they own a chain of hotels, holiday hotels. And um, unfortunately, so I have like one thing in my life that I love so much and it's my Pomeranian Jessica. And unfortunately, Jessica did not make it these past 15 years it turns out dogs don't usually live that long 
So she unfortunately passed in 2015, a year I totally missed. And like, wow, what a bummer of a year, apparently. And um, I still have my reputation. Thank God no one forgot who I was, even though I was gone for 15 years. So like, yay me. And I still able to have my modeling career. Um, modeling's a lot different now. It reminds me a lot of that like Illuminati group. So um, I decided to kind of dedicate this past year to reinventing myself. I started a cooking YouTube. You can see my um, recipe for Lazaga and um, started doing some DJing because I've always loved music. It's my passion. And also of course, you know, practicing magic i'm a warlock now for some reason my ears are pointy um because it turns out to be in the fashion industry today you have to like make a pact with them i wasn't about to lose my job so um Perfect. anyways i just want to bring jessica back but like not as like a gross undead that was gross we're not doing that again <laughs> no we need her like to be immortal perfect loved every second of that <laughs> mm -hmm. so mr marcus the dragon williams will you please go last uh, marcus williams was a big name in the heavyweight mma championships of the ufc in the 2000s but after about 2012 he faded into obscurity he won the title belt about five years earlier but due to an injury he couldn't win any more fights after that that is until after the awakening. He started his own gym known as the Dragon's Lair, an MMA training gym uh, where a couple of other familiar faces he might see tonight train. And after the awakening, he found unbridled strength. His body grew much larger. His skin became cracked like a dry desert bed, but almost scaled like a dragon itself. But he was Goliath in figure and size. And he could lift every weight in the gym, all stacked upon itself. And he truly came back into fame when a viral video sensation, uh, as many did after the Great Awakening, but he was hit by a car. And it was this, as if the car itself hit a telephone pole. He's just re recently risen back into fame from being the undefeated in the monster fights division of the UFC now. And he's just trying to gain more name back to the glory days, but also trying to pull more people into the Dragon's Lair. Beautiful, beautiful. So all of your days start as normally as they would, whether you're morning drinking or mourning the loss of your favorite animal. You all go out to your mailbox or have someone else go out to your mailbox in case of Miss Holiday. Um, and you all have received an invitation to a wonderful show that you're all pretty aware of. You know of the name of the show, it's Poppy's Playhouse. But for some reason, whenever you try to talk about this show, you can't really figure out what happened on the last episode or what the show is about at all. But inside, it's an invitation inviting you all, all five of you, to the special charity event that is being hosted on May 30th of 2021. 
which is, as you know, today. Um, and it also enclosed in this envelope is something called Poppy's Personality Pop Quiz. And you all filled it out off air, but I need to know specifically which one of you signed your name to the question that says, what is your full name? Oh, me? Mm-hmm. What about you, Dr. Prax? Well, yeah, it asked for my full name, and so I gave my full name. Perfect. And what about you, Miss Dennis? Signed it, Mercy. Perfect, perfect. Good to know. Thank you so much, everyone. So as you all read this invitation, and in your head, you silently say, yeah, I can do this. I'd love to fill this out. You sign your name on the dotted line of the personality quiz and your day goes on uneventfully until you all wake up in a beautiful, pristine white room with overhead lighting, but not the typical like cheap fluorescent overhead lights. You can't tell where the light's coming from. It's almost as if the ceiling is the light itself. And often one of the corners is a giant camera. And under it, you see a small stick poking out from underneath it. Around the room, you're all sitting on beautiful couches looking at each other now. And if you would like to describe your appearances real fast, let's start with Dennis again. Dennis is a uh, uh, tall, slender woman. She's probably about 6'1". Um, she's actually very fit looking. Um, she hasn't lost her uh, security form. Um, she has shoulder length blonde hair that is pulled back tightly into a low ponytail. Uh, her makeup is very similar to mine, kind of severe. She is wearing a black tank top and sort of, um, I don't know what the actual term for the pants would be, but like military pants. Um, like military she, joggers. Huh? Like military joggers. It's like yeah. <laughs> And uh, she has a pair of pistols on each hip. And let me make sure, I forgot what else I have. And uh, are we, do we have all of our items with us? Yes, you notice as you like are looking around and trying to gain your bearings inside of this room, all of your stuff, whether you were currently holding them when you lost that little blank of memory, all of your belongings that you would need for the show are currently on you. And in that case, she's also wearing um, a uh, Kevlar vest, but it has a strange look to it. It doesn't appear to be a standard Kevlar. Perfect. All right, let's go with Miss Dr. Rachel Prax. Uh, Dr. Prax is also a tall, slender woman, but she is in her mid-50s. She is wearing very comfortable, well-worn cargo pants, um, kind of thick boots, and a just a regular button-down shirt. It's all very nice and neat, but it's all very practical. Um, she's got a leather satchel at her side, kind of like what you'd expect a professor to have if they were going to class, kind of a, a tan leather satchel. And she's got a cane that she's holding as though it's a, 
um, it's it's not something that she needs to walk. It's more of a stylistic choice. Uh, she's got short cropped brown hair and brown eyes and patchy bits of fur that are also neat and well kept, but obviously nothing has been done to style any of it as as uh, she's been a little more annoyed by the cat parts of her that have come out. Um, and she does have two ears and two ears because why <laughs> wouldn't we? Um, and as she looks around at all of you, uh, you watch as she holds on to her cane a little bit tighter and runs a hand down her back as though she's stretching. And then you can all kind of see what looks like sparkles go up her entire body as uh, she's going to immediately cast mage armor. <laughs> Perfect. Love that. All right. Miss Sydney Holiday, can you explain your appearance a little bit? Yeah. So, um, pretty much what I look like, but I guess for those listening, I'll describe it. So, um, you know, she is really slim build. Um, she's five foot eight, but like always wears heels. So basically five eleven. And, um, she, uh, likes to wear glitter. She has glitter all over her chest. She's wearing a slinky pink, um, velvet, like mini contour dress. Um, and she has a big fluffy pink coat because it fur gets cold and um, like medium length, like platinum blonde hair, like not super long. Um, makeup, pretty bronzed, you know, a lot of glitter, um, mm -hmm. lip gloss. And uh, yeah, and of course she has her Versace bag of holding. Beautiful. Little, little pink clutch, you know. <laughs> Millennial pink is really the the go-to color. Of course, it's so in this season. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad Y2K is back, like just in time for me to be around. I didn't have to change anything. My whole wardrobe is fine as it is. It's so good. So chill. <laughs> All right, Mr. Robert Dressler. What do you look like currently? This is important. We just came to consciousness. Yep, you are sitting next to one Marcus Williams. So, yeah, go ahead. So, who is the first person I see? Well, let's see. Uh... <laughs> you actually see Dennis first. Okay, then I look exactly like Dennis in a three-piece suit with like a starry like galaxy look that looks like it's actually like moving and a, a rod on my back. But other than that, exactly like Dennis. Perfect. All right, Marcus Williams, what do you look like? <clears throat> so Marcus is sitting down and if, is it separate couches? So there are three current, current couches sitting around a coffee table and you're all kind of sitting on the couches together except for Sydney who's on the center couch by herself. Okay so um, Robert who's sitting next to me who looks exactly like Dennis <laughs> uh, can just feel the weight on the couch like just this boulder is sitting next to him and um, this man in a, a dark hoodie and basically in all sweats um there's uh, like you know, a little bit of stain, um, sweat stain on it. That's uh, a little old. Looks like uh, someone that's been fighting and working out in the gym. 
And it's when he stands up that he reaches seven foot eight and towers over everyone. But also what catches your attention is that his skin just looks extremely dried out, but not to the point where it's like flaky and dandruff, but there's, his skin almost looks exactly like a dry desert lake bed. There's these deep cracks running across his skin and almost gives him like a crocodile or like a scaled look. And you can see he's uh, in the little bit of skin that you can see, he's just covered in tattoos. And there's a dragon tattoo that's wrapped around his face. He looks around and he goes, and sees you cast mage armor and then just kind of flexes, smashes his fist together and you see the uh, tattoos themselves just kind of glow this arcane red as they just slink over his body and he casts mage armor as well. I would like to tackle uh, Robert. Oh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's go, go ahead. I need Dennis to uh, roll an athletics check, and Robert, you can roll athletics or acrobatics to try and get away from this. Oh, 100% acrobatics. Uh, that's going to be a 25. Oh, you beat my 15. <laughs> Beautiful. So, so. Dennis, out of nowhere, you are all just kind of like gaining your bearings. Dennis, your eyes lock with yourself and you're like, absolutely not. And you jump across this coffee table and Robert, you're expecting this. You know, Dennis, you know what she's like. So you just kind of move across and Dennis just flies right over that couch, right past Dr. Rachel Prax. And then as I'm like moving out of the way, I get a look at myself and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, and I'll cover my eyes and I'll focus for a second and I'll turn into just like your stereotypical pretty boy, <laughs> like, you know, frosted tips, the whole, the whole shebang still in the three piece suit. Uh, and I'll just say, I'm sorry. Sorry, Dennis. That, it was me. It was me. Dennis, wow. you immediately recognize Robert. <laughs> Interesting to see you, Marcus. Miss Holiday. Mm, yeah. You, I don't know. Excuse me? No, not you. This one. And she nods at uh, Dr. Prax. Oh, okay. I was like, you must be mistaken. <laughs> Yes, it's best that we all know who Miss Holiday is for the sake of everything. Miss Holiday, it is good to see you again. Mm, uh, you too, Buffy. I wish you wouldn't call me that. Uh, Sorry. Who are this you? is obviously not where all of us were a moment ago. What's going on? Do any of you know? Entrance I just figured this was my life now. So currently there is only one door in this room. And you see it's a sliding door made of like plexiglass, but it's opaque white. And okay. there are no door handles there. It is just a door frame and then a door. Okay. And I will say, if you want to go ahead and roll me an investigation check, I can give you a little bit more. Sure. And as Dennis like stands up to kind of do her thing that she's comfortable in, you see a countdown timer start happening. Counting down from 10. So go ahead and what'd you roll, Miss Dennis? Uh, 21. 
Perfect. So you look around the room, you notice that there's a bookshelf, some potted plants. You see that this, this area was decorated intentionally to be very welcoming, but also very cold and off-putting. And when I say cold, I mean literally and figuratively. Okay. Ooh, so it, is, it. it is roughly 60 degrees for our trained temperature people. But yes, Marcus, you do not feel the difference in temperature. Um, uh, I would like to roll insight basically on everyone in the room just to get their feelings of uh, see who knows what's going on. Is basically. Gotcha. Perfect. And while you do that, I'm going to tell Miss Dennis what she found with her investigation. You take a moment as this countdown timer starts to go down. It seems to get to be getting faster as it gets closer to zero, which is a little weird. And Rachel, you find that very weird. Um, and you miss dennis reach back behind one of the potted plants and pull out this small glass case and inside of it you see a small energy drink that's about this big within it okay and on the glass it says break in case of emergency and on the coffee table is an ipad that has not been turned on um uh sydney goes to turn on the ipad Perfect. Marcus, before we get to the iPad, Marcus, what did you get on your insight? 24. All right. So if everyone but Marcus can go ahead and tell me and Marcus at the same time, roughly what their current state of mind is. Like, how are you feeling about this whole situation? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the doctor is perturbed, annoyed slightly curious and is gripping her staff in a way that indicates she's about to do something else. Perfect. Dennis is basically in business mode. Um, she is emotionally detached and just assessing everything around her. Perfect. Robert? Uh, Robert's headspace is in like the 30 seconds before you go on stage and if you know you know it's like a little mix of terrified and a little mix of excitement <laughs> <laughs> perfect and miss sydney how are you feeling about your current situation um at this point in time not too strange um this isn't the first time she's just sort of like been somewhere else all of a sudden so she feels like this is might just be what her life is now like randomly she's just in random places and has to figure it out um, so confused, but not super alarmed. Confused, but not shocked. Yeah. Okay. So reading that and seeing her take the initiative for the iPad, I'll walk towards her and just kind of like look over her shoulder uh, as she's doing this. Beautiful. Yeah. So Sydney, you do the thing that everyone does. You kind of press the button and hold it until you see the little symbol pop up. But what you find weird is it's not turning on just yet and it's not until the timer hits zero and all the lights go from this harsh white to a warm welcoming yellow and you hear a voice come over in intercom or maybe it's in your heads mm, she's or upset maybe... now because yellow isn't her color <laughs> you hear a voice say greetings and salutations everyone welcome to the special charity event of poppy's playhouse I'm so excited to present to you all of my lovely guests in my home today. They will be my playthings for the next four hours, and I can't wait for you to meet them. And then the voice goes on, and 
is talking to an not an imaginary person for some of you who don't know performances and theater and everything like that you assume he's talking to you but for robert and probably even sydney you know how to talk to audiences and maybe even marcus because there is some some performance in what you do he's he's talking he's addressing an audience currently and then the voice changes and almost turns to face you it says greetings players it is such a lovely honor to have you in my home and i cannot wait to play with you all you seem so scrumptious shall i explain the rules or are you pretty well versed in what we're doing today and it waits no and i have no dead. idea what's going on and i would appreciate a lot more clarity and uh not to be considered a plaything. and as she's saying this she slams the staff on the ground and i'm going to cast detect magic okay um as you do that you hear a slight <laughs> and only you prax hear this this little giggle everyone else silence but you almost go blind with the amount of magic that you are intaking the walls are magic the floor is magic the co the sofas are magic the coasters are magic especially the little tiny stick hanging underneath the camera you recognize that as extremely potent magic and as everyone's moving you notice that the camera and the stick below it is moving simultaneously following everyone making sure that they don't get out of line um i won't ask for the school of magic for everything if everything is magic but um what's the is there a general sense i'm getting from everything and is there anything in specific that would uh Draw stand out to be like oh don't touch that it's evocation stuff like that the stick hanging from the camera is 100 powerful evocation magic and with your knowledge the study of artifacts and everything you have been doing you recognize this as a wand you would have to take a little bit more time to discover what kind of wand but you know it's evocation and it's aimed directly at all of you okay. and the walls abjuration okay. typically you get the hint that you probably can't teleport outside of this room <laughs> but uh the voice continues after that and says of course of course i'll explain the rules to you all hold your horses everything in due time today we are playing a special rendition of my favorite game puzzles and puzzles <laughs> i will be asking you all riddles and you will be nominating a speaker of the room the speaker is ironically not allowed to speak while within the room because their answer will be anything that they say is that understood what perfect so we will be going from room to room and you will be solving my puzzles and if you don't there will be punishments Ooh, i love alliteration don't you i look over at marcus so you entered too <clears throat> got a letter what the hell did john get me into I thought this was supposed to be a charity event, not something out of a Saw movie. Oh, no, there's probably an audience of people like donating money. Mm. 
precisely right, Miss Holiday, and precisely right, Miss Prax. The Saw franchise is one of my favorite franchises. Oh, oh my, my god, that franchise is still around. Of course. They have 32 movies at this point. <gasps> oh my god. I know. Oh, and I you see after the third one. You get the hint that this person who is speaking not only is very easily distracted, but also is the host of the show, which is very strange. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, oh sorry. Of course, Miss Holiday. Anything for you. If you look at your iPad that you're holding, that will contain your first riddle. If you have any questions or if you need any hints, feel free to not ask because I will not be giving any. <laughs> All right, have fun. You currently have one minute to solve this riddle. All right. Who's Who... our speaker? Wait a minute, guys. Mm -hmm. Is this like those escape rooms I've been hearing about? Hold on. A lethal form, I would believe. Robert hasn't spoke yet. Robert, say something. No, don't. Don't speak. Robert, don't say something. Speaker. Don't speak. Don't try to answer this riddle. You have to be silent until we come up with the answer. Is that understood? All right. Where's my our mouth. Di my mouth disappears. <laughs> All right. So since Sydney is holding the current the current riddle, I'll go ahead and read it as she reads it out loud. Okay. What eight-letter word can have a letter removed and it still makes a word? Take another letter away and it still makes a word. Keep doing that until you have only one letter left and that one letter still makes a word. What is your starting word? Wait. Wait, hold on. This is. Can, are you sending this to us? Yep. Okay, I was like, can I actually read this? Thank and you. And I will go ahead and read it again, just in case I flubbed any of the words. <laughs> um, isn't the starting word what? I don't think what has eight letters. No, like of the riddle, like the whole riddle. The first word is what? Yes. Yes. While this is going on, uh, Dr. Prax, like, rolls her eyes and is almost ignoring the riddle, although she has listened and she is thinking about it, and she is going to um, cast Rary's telepathic bond and ask very quietly as we're all deliberating about this, this riddle, just like, go ahead and join this. I think we want to be able to have a chat without having a chat. And if she gets everybody to say yes um we now have telepathic communication between all of us uh for the next hour oh sick <laughs> so you'll you'll want yes, to accept. indicate yeah yeah so now... you'll see a little pop-up in your head like like old school windows style just like do you accept uh th this <laughs> do you accept this spell and if you hit accept then you are entered into the telepathic bond and it's only the the five of us. And then you'll all hear me in your head say, I don't trust anything that's going on here. It's nice that it's supposedly for charity, but we should be prepared for basically trickery and deceitfulness at every turn, uh, considering how we got here. Is it possible to install pop-up blockers in your head? Yes, I can show you afterwards. Okay, cool. And I will go ahead and say, because I didn't think of that, that was a very good use of a spell. Um, the speaker of the room will now be able to speak 
during deliberations, but I will automatically assume that they are doing it telepathically. Okay, thank you. It's one of the reasons I wanted to get that cast right away. <laughs> so, yeah, I gotta we respect should, it. We should probably be careful about saying, you know, this is telepathic, this is out loud. So, mm-hmm. um, and if it gets to the end of that hour, let me know and I can cast it again. Gotcha. Um, but yes, Rachel will then say, do we want to play along or do we want to just try to bust out of here? I, I mean, I respect uh, Ms. Holiday. I, I respect your solution to this puzzle. Uh, so if you'd like to go ahead with this, that's fine. But this whole thing rubs me the wrong way. This is this is all a bunch of dog water and we should not be a part of it. Um, I don't know if you've seen Saw. But I have. I have. And... Um, the first one's pretty good. There's actually surprisingly not a lot of bloodshed. So like, I do really recommend that one. But um, two and three is just like not really that vibe anymore. Um, so if there's 32 of those films, they probably kept that vibe up. So they're probably like going to kill us if we don't do this. But that's just my opinion. So if we're opinion. talking about this riddle. <laughs> has anyone else been working on it or is it just me? I have is what? I'm not that great with words. We have a time limit. There's I and Y. Those are the two letters that make a word. And A. And C. C is not a word. The letter C. And all like it could S-E-A. be S-E-A. Sounds like a word. How is C a word? Or S E C or S E E, yes. In, I'm leaning in my head. In I my or head. A. Those are the most common letters out of this group. In my head, to... I'll think: Is it O? No. I don't. No. Okay. Out of play. Yes. Nothing. Reading this correctly, it is not the same word every. It is basically we are building an eight letter word from one letter. So essentially, if you want to look at it that like from the first letter or from the last letter all the way up to the eight letter word. Yes. Mm -hmm. What you're trying to achieve is what is the word you are starting with that you're taking away the word, the letters from, and they continuously make a word until the very last letter. Got it. So it's not every time it's the same word. It can be at least a word. Um, never mind, that's only a seven letter word. As they're deliberating, uh, the timer has gone to zero. Has it started again? Yes, you watched as it flipped back over and displayed a minute, and you watched as it started to tick down. As soon as uh, Sydney read the uh, riddle out loud, it started to take down and you notice that the time is also doing that thing again where you don't actually have a minute you have roughly about 30 seconds to finish this riddle this timer is all broken <laughs> oh my oh. god was that a dog i've been meaning to summon my familiar i'm sorry i was thinking about doing it here but considering all of the um all of the magic here to prevent us from teleporting out. I'm not even sure if I want to summon my familiar. Okay, so if it's I, we have two letters. Uh, it, id, and in. 
Uh, A is at and an. O is on. There's no two-letter word with Y. Rachel, if you'll give me an intelligence check, please. Sure. Just straight intelligence? Yes. Ugh. She is super distracted by uh, examining everything. It's a 14. Gotcha. That's enough to get you the last letter, like the letter that you are trying to figure out, whether it's O, I, or C, you know for a fact it's I. You've heard this riddle before. You can't quite um, remember what the starting word is. Yeah. You know for a fact that one letter that makes a word is I. So in, I'm standing at this point looking at the camera and the wand, trying mm -hmm. to decide whether I want to examine those more or cast some dispel magics and see what happens. Um, <laughs> I, I still think that no matter what happens, we're all going to get sawed in half and fig figuratively. But in everyone's head through the telepathic bond, you'll hear Rachel say, it's got to start with an I. It in it is if I'm... <laughs> I so hmm. does the camera look like a regular camera or does it, it look like it looks like a cartoonish camera um you see that it is operating but it looks like what a kid would think a, a television camera looks like but it's hanging from the wall so it has a bunch of unnecessary wires plugged in and like a big big receiver or lens like something receiver. from the 1950s like just that yeah it's massive looks yeah either really out of date or really cartoonish you can't quite decide <laughs> and you notice as you're looking at this camera that the timer has reached wait a minute seconds. no <sighs> wouldn't uh, with riddles like this like isn't it normally like the words like in the riddle? That's why I thought it was like what like, oh. like what well, is the well, starting yes, word? In that case, but that's not. There's no word pattern in this one. Like, like it's like just... like start or word or something. If it's mit, I mean, if it's it, it could be mit. I can't think of any or sit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If it's in, it's ten. Ben, fin, sin. If it's, it's, id. it's starting. She's right. It's starting. Starting. Starring. Is it? String. That's what, five? No, that's <laughs> six. It's an eight-letter word, so. Sting. Robert Arr. says starting. Sin. What? In. I. Robert says starting. Starting. He watches the timer freezes at one second, and the door slowly starts to slide open forward. Sydney Holiday was 100% correct. Well done, Sydney. <laughs> and you hear the voice come over the intercom and go, Oh, well done, well done, well done, everyone. Congratulations, Mr. Robert Dressler, for presenting the right answer. Congratulations to everyone else for presenting him the answer. All right, if you wish to move to the next room, I'm happy, 
happy to inform you that my beautiful five starving goblins are now being fed as we speak. And what if we don't wish to move? Hmm, that would be very unfortunate. And you watch as the wand starts to spin and almost charging up. Very unfortunate indeed. Oh, I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted. Out of play, is everybody okay with a little bit of chaos? Yeah. Yeah. What your character would do. I'm casting Dispel Magic on that wand. Oh, God. (laughs) I can cast this at will. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, what level are you casting it at? Um, I think at this point, Rachel is still testing waters. And so I'm just casting this as my signature spell, which Mm -hmm. means I'm casting it at, I think it's third level. Okay. Because this so, is this is literally one of my signature spells, so I can just cast it over and over and over again at third level. Go ahead and roll. Okay. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to make an intelligence check, and you have to beat, uh, I believe it's 15 plus the spell's level. And I'll go ahead and let you know the DC is 24. Oh, then I did not hit it because I only hit a 19. Gotcha. So you watch as you cast this magic and it doesn't bounce off. It doesn't reflect. It doesn't negate your spell. But you watch as this small little red bead starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger at the end of the wand as it's about to discharge. I have fireball. Do I recognize that fireball? You 100% recognize this as a ninth level fireball. Okay. I'm going to back out the room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now I really want this I wand. To the next room. Perfect. So we got three people in the next room. Miss Sydney, are you taking, are you following the group? Yeah, I go Perfect. into the next room. And uh, what is... Prax, are, are you in this room or are you, have you moved on? Uh, since I know this is a fireball, I know exactly how long I have. As a bonus action, I will be prepared to Misty step into the next room, which is one of my other signature spells I can just do. So she's still examining the wand, like, I've always heard about these. I wonder what kind of runes are on it. And she's like, until the last minute. Yeah. And as soon as it's about to go off. So, yeah. so Marcus, if you say anything, she'll be like, I'll be along. I'll be along. It'll be fine. You all start getting really uncomfortable and really anxious as you watch this small little red bead is getting bigger and bigger. And it's almost the size of a baseball now as it's about to push itself off. But at the very last second, you saw you watch as Dr. Rachel Prax just disappears into a puff of fur and then reappears behind you. Yeah, uh, the last thing she does is she picks up her bag. Like she's just still looking at it. She's got the the staff, the her uh, her staff in one hand. And she reaches down. And she's like, "I'll be back for that." And as soon as she grabs the bag, puff of fur. Yeah, Marcus was at the like entranceway, still in that room. Um, just kind of like you hear in your head, like, "Come on, I, I don't trust it. We're we're all chosen for some reason." So I agree. I'm, the more information that we find out about what's going on, the better chance we have of surviving whenever the inevitable twist occurs. So uh, I'll be back for that wand. But if you insist, yeah. and she yeah. just appears behind you. Yeah. Whenever you I'll step out. Whenever you appear, <laughs> it will startle Robert, um, and he will just turn into you as he's looking at you. <laughs> that is a fascinating power you have, although... I'm not 
too much of a fan of seeing my own gray fur. Could you could you not? I don't yeah, and I'll cover my eyes are. again and focus for a second and turn into the blonde guy. Thank I you. don't know who you are, but in the future, it would be better if we all move as one, considering none of us knew you were going to be able to do that. Someone might have risked their life trying to get you out. Well, in the future now, you know I can do that, and so no one should. But I appreciate the warning. <laughs> you You hear slightly as if the mic hadn't turned off and you just hear Ooh. um so i assume you, there's another riddle in this room yes you watch so you all fan out to start to look for them and i'll give you a description of this room as well but marcus since you're standing uh next to um next to that doorway still you watch as it's slamming closed with a little more force than you were expecting as you kind of like move your big body out of the way, you watch as the the big orange roiling flame ball discharges into the room and hits the ground as the door is closing and explodes into confetti as the door slams. Ooh, fun! Like fire confetti or confetti confetti? Paper confetti. Confetti is so fun. Something in, in she's still talking in her head to all of you. Something tells me that wouldn't have been confetti if we had stayed. I still want that wand, though. It's probably confetti because we won, duh. And you all sure, look around this Sure, this holiday, room, sure. <laughs> getting um, your Marcus, bearings. Marcus is, uh, I guess it would be either perception or investigation. He's looking for cameras along the area because there was that one. Perfect. Very obvious camera. <laughs> so in this room, you're standing in what appears to be a vast open cavern with stalagmites and stalactites littered everywhere. You walk until you, you, you're, you walk because you think you're gonna be able to get out of this cavern and you slam up against uh, a wall that is not there. And you feel that this room is roughly 20 by 20 feet wide in any direction. Let's start oh. hitting the wall. Ew. Yeah, you start punching it. It feels solid. Like even for you, it feels like it's probably not gonna budge to but the image, force. But the imagery's of cave. Yeah, the imagery looks like a vast open cavern. And uh, if you want to go ahead and give me a perception check, Marcus. Oh, oh never mind. I'm looking for the iPad in here. Perfect. Give me an investigation check, Dennis. Would e anybody else like to help either Dennis or Marcus? Can yeah, help? I'll uh, help with um, perception. I'll Perfect. help with the investigation, especially since I still have um, uh, detect magic up. So mm -hmm. I'll I'll Perfect. I'll try to smooth over that moment with Mercy by narrating <laughs> to her what I'm seeing with my magical sight while she's investigating things. We love forgiveness. I am just walking around the room trying to find my light. Perfect. Perfect. You do find a whole what appears to be a hole in the ceiling that's giving almost like a god ray effect into it and you're just kind of standing there like looking perfectly illuminated yep um let's see yes so perception investigation with advantage whoever wants to roll that oh uh, i just rolled uh, perception rolled yeah okay, i rolled perfect. a 24 i hope that's i got a 19. perfect perfect and keep in mind, since this is only the second room, I'll give you a friendly reminder, you have not nominated a speaker for this room. Yes, but we all still have 
very telepathic bond. Right, so I assume you have not spoken aloud. Correct. Everything Dr. Praxis said at this point has been in your head. She has not spoken anything out loud. She is asleep. And she'll say, I'm assuming that whatever creature is doing all of this can't hear us until proven otherwise. So in our heads, I will just continue to speak this way. Okay. Um, do we have so is it the first person speaker? who speaks as the speaker? No, we nominate somebody. Oh, okay, okay. And they cannot speak until they give an answer. Okay, they can okay, speak okay. telepathically, but then they can't speak out loud. And what strikes you all as immediately off-putting is that the voice has not come over the intercom to introduce you to this room. I rolled an 18. Perfect. Um, with advantage? Yep. Okay, so a 24 and an 18. Um, you do not find an iPad in this room. Um, but what you do find is scratched into one of the walls. You walk up to one of the cavern walls that you can actually put your hand on carved into it is the next riddle. So I'll get back to you on that one. And then Marcus and Sydney, who are tag teaming, looking around. Marcus, there's, you don't see any cameras in this room. It seems very odd that e either they're really well hidden or there just aren't traditional cameras in this room. Sydney, however, you're pretty used to avoiding cameras when you don't want them to see you. So you're looking around and you notice out of the corner of your eye, a tiny, tiny microscopic camera that is like a fish eye lens on this entire room. And then you also notice that a couple of the stalagmites and stalactites are squirming a little bit. They're not fully moving. They're just slightly twitching every ever so slightly. All right. So we have the second riddle. Miss Dennis is going to read it aloud. And it says, tomorrow I'm surely here. Yesterday I am found as well. Today I am gone. Who am I? What? I'm gonna look around. Do I see a timer anywhere in here? You do not. I know this one. All right. Are you going to post this one in the I show? am. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. There it is. All right. And who is the speaker for this room? What if we just pick Robert again? In the end, it doesn't really matter. The letter I'll R. Continue. Do you say that out loud? I, I say that in the group. In oh. the, the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> the Telbond? Yeah, our group, te group text in our head. Yeah. The answer is the letter R. Do you want me to say that? Sure. The letter R. In question, were you speaking aloud when you nominated Robert again, Miss Sydney, or were you speaking telepathically? Cadkins. We were all speaking in our head. You were all speaking in our head. Perfect. Yeah. So you watch as nothing reacts. Maybe it has to be a different speaker. The I will say out loud the letter R. You watch as the symbols on the cave wall begin to glow brightly. 
and you watch as four creatures that look exactly like stalagmites and stalactites start scurrying quickly away from the light and disappear behind the wall that Marcus ran into earlier. And they just scurry away from the cavern. And then the door presses in and then slides over. I immediately oh. start looking for the wand. <laughs> um, Miss Sydney, you did not see any wand attached to this camera. But you notice Dr. Prax looking around intently. <laughs> and in continuing the Telbond, we didn't get a time limit. I don't see any immediate worry. We've solved the riddle. Do we want to take a moment and gather ourselves as long as we seem to have? Yeah. <laughs> Goblin, you're muted. Mercy, you just need to think <laughs> a little bit harder, dear. It'll be fine. No, I'm not. Now you're not. Now you're not. Oh. Okay. There I you go. It again. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't muted. I don't know why it didn't make noise for me. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. I think the thing to be concerned about was the whatever those were that went crawling off. This well, awakening has birthed so many monsters. He kind of like looks down at his hands. And you watch as the symbols that were glowing are slowly dimming. Exit. Symbols on the wall? Yeah. yeah, the symbols that drove the creatures away are slowly getting dimmer. I, I'll go back over to where the... Uh, the door has opened. Oh, okay, I got yeah. the door. Oh. Okay, yeah. Did we I, all go to the door? When those lights go out, they come back over my yeah. shoulder. <laughs> Perfect. All right, I assume everyone files through the doorway. Mm -hmm. And as you walk through, your eyes have to kind of adjust for a second, especially for my lovely folks with dark vision as you walk into a bright sunlit field, it looks Scottish, roughly like the hills, the rolling beauty of Scotland. Um, and there are trees surrounding this entire clearing. And in the middle of the clearing, you see a giant circle of mushrooms that look like your classic cartoon red cap with white dot toadstool mushrooms. And then another circle intersecting that one making a venn diagram and as you get further through the trees that are providing you cover you see on your left is a group of elderly women knitting silently and on your right is a group of five children who are all bouncing around excitedly playing with toys and everything that they have and in the very middle of the venn diagram is a collection of 20 items and before you do anything, you hear the voice come over the intercom and say, congratulations for getting through my beautiful, perfect cavern. It was very stressful, I'm sure. I couldn't see you at all. Did you feel alone? Did you miss me? And it waits. Tensely. I Only can't a be little. the speaker in this room. Don't, don't speak out loud. Someone needs to not speak out loud. Oh, you're a smart one, Miss Mercy. I like you. Mm. What we are doing in this room is a beautiful puzzle where you are going to be sorting every item in the middle into its respective circle based on youngins or crone. 
whatever item you believe belongs to that age demographic. Ooh, we're going to get to see your true colors with this one, I believe. Oh my god, but, I should be good at this one. But be careful, I will warn you. There are a couple red herrings in the middle that don't belong to either, or they belong to both. So be careful, and good luck. And it disappears. Uh, I'll walk up and take a oh. look at the stuff in the middle. Yeah, look at the pictures. If there's a verbal answer that needs to be given in this room, uh, I look at Dr. Prax. You need to be the one to give it. You didn't speak out loud. I don't you get plan on hint. speaking out loud, but I've got a lot of things that I can do that need to be spoken out loud. So I don't know if I'm the person who should be doing that. I mean, I... you just see Marcus just kind of point at himself. All right, Marcus, you'll be the one to speak out loud. And I will let you know, based on what the host, Poppy, has said, you do not believe that there is any kind of verbal recognition that you need to give for this puzzle. Okay. Okay. So there does not need to be a speaker for this room. So speak freely. So what are the pictures? Do we need to like roll something to know? The so they are, are not pictures. I will oh. read off the list. And I also posted it in our chat. So you can have a quick reference. Can I ask a quick question before you read off the list that might make something a little easier? Since I still have detect magic up, can you let me know if any of these are radiating any kind of magic? Of course. You see that uh, I'll when I get to them, I'll tell you if they do. That's what I figured. Yeah. So we have teeth as white as milk. We have a plucked living flower, meaning that it is a plucked flower that is still alive and growing. Let's see. We have a pair of slippers with bells. We have a gray velvet purse. We have a cracked hourglass, which has most of its sand missing. We have a white hair encased in amber. A tattered black cloak a pure pristine white helm a diary with no name no real entries in it it's just a diary an unfinished knitted child's sweater bandages a beautiful silver hand mirror a potion of vitality magical a potion of growth magical a warded bullfrog that is radiating magic an egg that is not radiating magic. <laughs> a cut ball toy, knitting needles, a paper with mama scribbled on it, like poorly, and a last will and testament that has yet to be signed. Um, when I read over the last will and testament, do I get any indication of like, or is it like the diary and where it's all Laura Mipsum stuff? So I would say with the last will and testament, you actually get a sense that whoever this person is that's preparing this is uh, has a lot of belongings. That they are bequeathing a lot of things to a lot of different people. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, we're all speaking telepathically still. Yep. Okay. Cool. Unless I say no. otherwise, it's cool. in the tell bond. Sick. All right. So uh, Sydney notices. She's like, I feel like most of these things are things people just like don't use <laughs> like why would you want slippers with bells on it or like a gray velvet purse is just gross and doesn't really go with anyone regardless of the style involved we need to complete the task miss holiday right i know but they said that some of them don't go with like either and i feel like I... a lot of these don't go with anyone the helm would be an example of one that didn't go to either 
So here's what I have so far. Youth, we have teeth, potion of growth, vitality, egg, and toy for both. A tattered black cloak, a diary, an unfinished sweater for a child, bandages, and a paper that has mama written on it. Old, you have the purple purse, hourglass, white hair, bullfrog, needles, and last will, and the things for no is flower and pure helm. Wait, teeth are old people, though. It's pure white teeth. Yeah, dentures. Are they dentures or are they real teeth? It looks to be an actual tooth from an actual living child. Oh, so they fell out. So that's an adult. Are the bandages used or are they fresh? The bandages are like wrapped up neatly and they have not been used quite yet. Okay. I would say a child gets injured just as much as anybody else. I would say for the child, teeth, flower, diary, egg, toy, the note, and bandages. The flower makes no sense because it's plucked and still living. That's... Are we saying like they've had this flower their whole lives? A flower is the final growth of the seed, the fruit, unless it is growing into a fruit. I have a question for all of my beautiful players. Have any of you picked up an item? No. No. I'm actually looking, like, I've looked over everything. I've asked those couple of questions, and I'm looking over. You said that there were three older people about... and three young people? There are five older people oh. and five children. Okay. I was literally about to tell you that I did. Oh, okay. What'd you pick up? The cracked hourglass. Okay. You watch as Robert Dressler picks up this cracked hourglass very carefully because it has sharp glass in it, and you don't want to spill any of the sand, obviously. You watch as one representative from both groups whips their head and approaches the circle expectantly. So you have a child and a crone standing at the edges of both Venn diagram, waiting to see what you do, Robert. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to walk over to the crone. I'm not holding anything. I'm just going to walk over and say, "Uh, Grandmother, are you real? You watch that she is unblinkingly staring past you towards Robert. And what kind of magic do I get off of her? Hmm. You get the sense that she herself is not, like, magic. Like, made of magic. But you see just a slight tinge of a disguise cast over her. Uh, Dispel magic. You cast Dispel magic? I grab my staff and I I gently like with the uh, the butt end just kind of poke her right in the the chest. Just push her a tiny little bit and cast Dispel magic. Okay. So you watch Robert as you're holding this hourglass and Dennis is like give it to the crones and you're like walking over there to do it. You watch as Dr. Rachel Prax just kind of pokes this woman and you watch radiating from the chest where she poked her. You watch as the disguise peels back and this elderly woman, her skin kind of just reveals purplish dark skin and long braided or dreaded hair and long witch fingers as you as you, Dr. Rachel Prax, are very, very familiar with this type of creature, working with a lot of Scotland and England and all of those creatures. This is a night hag. Oh, that's so quite literally. An and old. she doesn't do anything. She is okay. still staring at Robert. So 
um sydney grows really impatient and just like picks up the knitting needles and just like tosses it at the old lady <laughs> so you watch as sydney just kind of picks up the knitting needles and tosses them mm-hmm. and you watch as the woman whips her head directly towards sydney very creepily almost breaking her own neck and as the knitting needles land in front of her in this venn diagram you watch as she kind of smiles and walks away and sits back down and starts knitting as another representative stands up and walks towards the edge and is staring at Robert now. See, it's not that hard, you guys. Another night hag. Almost identical to the one before. Okay. Hold on, before we some do Some of them are else. easy, but some of them are difficult. And it would be okay, well, let's just get the easy ones out of the way. On what we're doing before we do it. Okay, well, let's just give the cut ball toy over because it's pretty obvious. So she does the same thing again with the cut ball toy. <laughs> But to the boy, like she sends it to the child, not the old person. Gotcha. all over again. <laughs> out of out of play, there's 20 items in total, correct? Correct. Okay, and um, Marcus will speak speak up and go. Before we do anything else, we have to know there's five crows, five children. There's 20 things, and we have four different selections. That means there are five items each, five to the crones five to the children, five that are both, and five that are neither. Marcus, go ahead and give me a wisdom check. I will do that. Robert's still standing, just very confused as to where where to take this hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 14. Perfect. I'll go ahead and let you know, because you're wise. I believe you're the oldest person in the party um hey quick question as you're answering this did this roll succeed or fail the dispel magic roll no the marcus's wisdom check are you considering it a success or a failure i'm considering this a success okay i got you (laughs) i i I have a thing i can do and i get to know if it succeeded or failed before i do it that's why i asked sorry (laughs) um so the divvying up of the items is eight youthful items, eight crone items, and only four red herring items. Oh my goodness. Okay, um, wait, really quick. When I toss the cut ball toy to the kid, like they just took it and put yep. it. Okay, cool. He actually left it in the Venn diagram, but got happy and rotated with a small child of a, a girl. A girl came walking up this time. Okay. I would like to dispel magic on the child. (laughs) So you walk up to this little girl, this little child, and... Oh no, where did it go? Okay. So you walk up, you dispel magic on this child. She looks up at you. This one looks up at you. You poke her, and you watch as her skin reveals this small, dark-skinned creature with this large, long hat that looks as if it used to be red but is now coated in black sticky substance and it looks up at you and it's like twitching and it's got these long gross fingers and these sharp sharp teeth that look coated in blood but she's looking up at you and she's smiling at you and then she looks back down at robert how large are the slippers um good thing you ask they look very small almost like baby slippers okay can't we just like ask them what they want? 
you're certainly welcome to try. Uh, this one, I'm not sure what language it speaks. And then Dr. Rachel will actually speak out loud since she's not the, the person nominated to speak. Mm -hmm. And she'll say, do you have a name? She looks you up and down and then just looks directly past you to Robert. Are you being held here against your will or are you here willingly? You see in her throat a kind of... <laughs> But she stifles it to the point where you can't actually hear it. You just see her throat move a little bit as she giggles at what you just said. Okay. I'm guessing the helm, the flower, and the two potions are the red herrings. Really? Because wouldn't a kid want to, like, grow up and grow? And then wouldn't, like, an old person want, like, to be vital? <laughs> vitality? But they would, don't. I don't. Mm. Wouldn't they want those things? I, I would think want, looking I mean, at the different items, I don't think those apply to either demographic, as she put it. Or is Poppy a he or a her? He. He, as he yes. put it. I don't see how most of these things could apply to any demographic, but that's uh, just Sydney Child's and slippers. Dennis, go ahead and roll me wisdom checks. I mean, like, my mom collected my teeth when I lost them, so I don't know. Like, I didn't care about them. You know, there are some cultures that now believe that because magic has returned to the world, oh, wait, that, wisdom, the, that. Um, the fairies that come and take your teeth and leave money were actually real the whole time. I'd buy that. Um, 17, wisdom check. Yes, 17. What did you get, Miss Sydney? Oh, I'm sorry. What was the rule? Wisdom check. <laughs> we're too busy oh, talking about teeth. Saving or just check? Just the check. Eight. Tight, tight. Um, so I get a plus three. Sydney, you are you are engrossed in thinking about fairies and teeth right now, as you are confronted with two what Doctor Praxis told you, maybe fae entities standing in front of you. Hmm. And Miss Dennis, you know that the red herring items. I will go ahead and tell you because you did roll a seventeen, and my DC was fifteen. The red herring items that you are just stuck on are the living flower, the white hair encased in amber, and the clean, unsoiled bandages, and the pure white helm. Those are your four red herrings. Okay, after thinking about this hourglass for a solid minute. Right. Uh, Robert's just going to take a stab at it and walk over to one of the old ladies. <laughs> okay, so you walk over, you put it down in front of her, and she looks at it, smiles a little bit, walks over, and the next woman steps up to take her place as you get that one correct. Wait, what are the four herrings? Sorry. The plucked the living helm, flower, the, flower the bandages. The hair, and the bandages. Mm-hmm. Flower, hair, bandages. Yeah, no one wants hair in... Amber. <laughs> okay, um, so I think that the will and testament is obviously old person. Do we all agree? I would agree. Okay, so she just hands the last will and testament to the next old person. Perfect. She places it back down. She takes it, puts it down into the Venn diagram and rotates with the next person. The paper with mama written on it. it has to be a child right no it could be both because the child could write it and the mo mother could take it 
Yeah. That's a good point. That is a good point. Is it possible that because we're not talking about mothers, we're talking about talking about crones, older people, crones and mothers, right? I would think because they're older people, their children are now grown. And so uh, a handwriting that obviously is from a child should go to a child. The purse would be the old women, I think. Yes, there's also I have a question. Mm. Did anyone actually pick up the paper with Mama on it? I haven't touched anything. I've just been dispelling magic all over the place. I'm not touching anything. Robert, you have it? You hear whispering in your head over and over as you're holding this paper. Mama, Mama, Mama. Very different cadences of what sounds like a baby's first word. Ew. Okay, I'm gonna try and set this paper down. Where? Uh, back, oh, oh no. Mm. Where are you putting it? Just stuck with this paper now. <laughs> well, at least it's more comfortable to hold the paper than it is the hourglass. Yep. <laughs> Just hold on to that until we come to a decision. I think the paper uh, goes to a child. Now I just have this point over and over right, I think it's a I note started by a child. I still think vitality goes to crone and growth goes to childs. Because old people, like, I think they growth don't grow. represents the crone. And vitality represents the child. No, but the potion makes them do it. Is it what they wanted or what represents them? Well, the kid will always grow no matter what, but like usually kids want to grow up and usually old people want to live. They don't want to die, so. Oh, this is making it hard to concentrate. Mercy. Uh, Mercy makes a good point. Um, So I've got keen mind. Do I remember exactly what Poppy said that we needed to do with these items? Was it uh, what people wanted or what what items people belonged to? What was the actual phrasing that was used? The actual phrasing was you needed to sort the items between these two factions. That was it. Okay. He did not give you any indication of whether it was what exactly they wanted or what they represent. The warded bullfrog goes to the old women. Kids play with frogs. Is this thing that I'm hearing in my head just going and going and going? Yeah, it doesn't stop. Okay, it's eventually going to break my concentration. Here's here's how we have to look at this. We can't look at it as each item could be either. We have to look at it as narrowing down which items are definitely one or the other, and then go to the items that could be either and get them divided up based on how many we have in each school. How could you not do that without questioning it? Why you do know, you have to question everything? Because we want to be right, don't we? I I can't believe I'm saying this. And of course, I'm saying this in my head. So am I really saying it? That's a question for another time. But I agree with Ms. Holliday. It, the scientific method is questioning everything. The fact that we are being threatened with possible harm and death is a little disconcerting. But uh, just making assumptions about where things go without actually questioning them is foolhardy at best also like reach it turns around i think we already did the obvious ones she pulls out a flask and takes a hit from the flask (sighs) puts it back in her pocket you notice that when you drink out of your flask it doesn't empty you said this is a real warded bullfrog it's a living creature it's just sitting there staring at all of you Bullfrog goes with Crone. 
I still think kids play with frogs, but okay, we'll listen to you and see how it goes. I'm going to put the note in the middle. Okay, you put the note in the middle and you watch as both sides get very angry. And you watch as the visions that uh, Dr. Prax has so graciously uh, removed warbles a little bit as if it was still kind of there and they get a little bit bigger to their true size and the madcaps get slightly smaller and they look ferociously at you now and when you pick it up they are still standing there like that i pick up the bullfrog and put it in front of the crones uh they switch sides but the one that is angry is still standing at the edge so now there are two crones standing on one side and two children standing at the other. But you know you got that one right. Okay. Put the letter in the child's circle. The 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 one with mama on it? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm going to walk over and try and put it in the child's circle. <laughs> you watch as the kid excitedly screams what you've been hearing. Mama and skips away and another one takes its place. Sydney's just annoyed and just goes ahead and does the potions. She gives vitality to crone and growth to child. And you watch as you do this, they both accept them and get happy. As you get the sense that it was in this instance, it was what they needed rather than what they represented. Slippers to child. Anyone object? No. What about egg? Egg is basically... Child. Child. The slippers were correct. How many have we given the child? I feel like a lot's going to child. We've given Uh, three to the child, three to the crones. Four to the crones, sorry. Because I feel like diary is also child because there's nothing written in it. Therefore, it's like what you would gift. Does anyone place the egg in the child? Uh, I'm only saying things. Marcus is basically... uh, Mm -hmm holding action to protect basically gotcha. if something goes wrong he's like all right now it's my turn <laughs> okay move the egg to the child. perfect you get that one correct what's the next item miss holiday do you want to give the diary to the kids sure all Just right diary hands it to the kid and they graciously accept it you have one two three Four more items to sort. Have we not done the toy? No, we did you the have toy done early. the toy. The you have not done goes to the old women. The purse, you said? Yes. Okay, you, you go and you set Ruth, oh. hang on. Ruth, what do you think? Any objections? There's hmm? this old old wives' tale that uh, purple it's like a purple hat club. Something that typically goes with old women. So red, a purple purse. Red hat society. It's an actual thing. Oh what? What's the in the Red purse? Hat Society? It's a group of women over the age of 50, I believe. I don't yeah. see uh, hats here. Rachel, you pick it up, you look inside the purse, and you see a cough drop. Oh, Werther's. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a person. Probably sure. not take that, I, I suspect. That's definitely but the old ladies. Is the cough drop <laughs> magic? It actually is, yeah. Would you like oh. to take it? Dude. She'll offer it to you, anyways. <laughs> Do you actually say that, Mercy? Yes. Once you say that, she looks like 
Rachel looks like she's going to take it just to see what happens. And then you say that, and she goes, oh, that's interesting, actually. Yeah, let's see what happens. And she'll go and put it down with the old the old ladies. Okay, so just to double check, there's uh, one more for Crone and two more for Kid. Um, the thing is, is that there's eight for each Correct. So there's 16 that can go within the entirety of the Venn diagram. Right, Sydney, I'm asking out of, like, character. Sydney, you are actually correct. There is one more item after the purse is uh, placed. You actually have two items on each side. Two on each side? the Wait. old woman offers you the lodgings. I thought Crone was Will, Frog, Vitality, Purse, Hourglass, and Needles. I think the cloak and the hand mirror also go to the crones, and the teeth and the sweater, un- the sweater go to the children. The unfinished sweater? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't the crones finish the sweater? It makes sense for it to go to the, the crone, but if the hand mirror and the large cloak both go to crones, then... I think I'm... the mirror would go to the kids. I don't know. I like to look at myself in mirrors when I was growing up. I think the unfinished sweater goes to both because the crone is currently working on it and looks over at them knitting and it's made for a child. Exactly. So it could go either way and we need it to go child. It goes in the center. It goes to both. All right, then we'll leave it there. But that gives us a deficit. The Werther's, what kind of magic is coming off of it? Um, abjuration. Well, I guess if the kid's gonna give the teeth to the tooth fairy, it'll go to the kid, and then the tooth fairy crone will collect it. I would say the teeth goes to the child. It's a child's tooth. All right, you put it down, and they get happy because that was their first lost tooth. Oh, sick. And you brought it back to them. All right, you have the tattered black cloak, the pristine, beautiful hand mirror, and the unfinished knitted child sweater. Wait, why is there flower listed twice? I was typing it very quickly. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. How dare you type quickly? No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. What was left again? Tattered black cloak, unfinished knitted child sweater and a hand mirror that's very beautiful and it, it's not broken or anything like that. By beautiful, like to... do you mean like bedazzled? <laughs> or just fancy looking? It's a little fancy. It's got like a gym in it, but there's nothing like super fragile other than the glass. Okay. It looks pretty sturdy. Um, Can I cast identify the... on the Werther's? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Um, Are you doing it as an action or as a ritual? As a ritual or as an action, because I don't know how long we have. So she kind of looks at it and she'll um, palm it and then reach into her bag. And she doesn't actually pull it out, but she does touch her her spell book and think for a very long second. And what does Mm -hmm. she get off of it? So you think about it and this actually abjures the digester for three hours against any gaseous type of toxins or anything like that. Oh my God. Uh, in your head, Rachel will say, well, I don't know if we're actually going to have to deal with this, but uh, I have a way of negating toxins in the future. 
just something to be aware of. And she'll pocket the Worthers. Um, are able to we... identify things? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I Although the energy drink. Okay. So you can identify that. Since this doesn't seem to be as uh, immediate, I will do this one as a ritual. So she'll okay. do the same thing, but she'll just kind of concentrate on it. Gotcha. And I'll go ahead and say, uh, you have enough time. We're not going to spend a full 10 minutes talking about this puzzle because we're going to finish it pretty quickly because you only have three items left. left. Yeah. But you'll have enough time to identify it. And the drinker, when you drink this, haste is cast upon you. That's what I figured. Yeah. I think the, Sydney, you the had, uh, cloak goes to the what's old next? Does anyone disagree? The cloak is old person, for sure. The cloak could be either. A child gets dirty and rips clothes all the time. But it's how big is the cloak, though, isn't it? I will give you a little more description on the cloak because it is important. It doesn't look tattered based on, like, it got ripped. It looks worn from usage. And what size cloak is it? Is it for an adult or a child? It is for an adult. Yep. Okay. With that, then yeah. <laughs> All right. I go deliver the cloak to the old ladies. Perfect. They graciously accept it, and one of them puts it on and stands in the circle. So remaining, we've got the hand mirror and the sweater. Yep. Mm. And I'll let you know you have put seven items in both sides, and you have all four red herrings in the middle. Ah, this one's so tricky. I think the mirror goes to the old women and the sweater goes to the children. Mm, do old women want to look at themselves in the mirror? If I remember correctly, old Poppy said those... that there is items for youth, items for old, items for both, and items for, the, for neither. So we have to have items that are both. Then those Wait. are the items for both, I would guess. Didn't someone know how many there were? Like, I knew there were four. You knew there were four red herrings in all. But there's yes. two for both, maybe. Maybe these are for both. That would make sense. Everyone looks at themselves. If that were the case, we'd already have this done. Oh. What do we have to announce we're done? Actually, who has a good memory here? I have keen mind. Outstanding. You would know then when they mentioned them, did they say that they were red herrings and there were some for both? Or did they say the red herrings were for both? What do I remember? You remember they specifically said both or neither, but they said it in one breath. I'll relay that. That sounds to me like- You get the hint that- are Both or neither. Yeah. You get the hint that there were two both and two neithers that come together to be four red herrings altogether. Mm, yeah, because bandages is totally both. Mm-hmm. And probably and the helm far- is neither. Hmm? And the helm is neither. Okay, so Does then... the hand mirror look like the kind of hand mirror you would see on an old lady's vanity? Not at all. No? Oh, okay. Probably give it to the kid. I mean, wouldn't you don't if, if, if watch if that's it. the case if the, if it doesn't look like one of those like old lady mirrors, then I'm going to agree with Miss Holiday. Then I pick up the mirror and look at it. You look almost better than you think you do, which is shocking. Oh my god, it looks so good. <laughs> so what do you do with the mirror, Miss Holiday? Mm. Where do you place this item? 
haven't gotten anything wrong yet. So I'm just going to hand it to the child. They get happy and they look inside of it and they get lost in their own reflection as they wander away. <gasps> Yay. I put the sweater to the old ladies. And you watch as one of them picks it up and continues knitting it. And as you're sitting there, you finish identifying this energy drink and hand it back to Mercy if you choose to. She had it, so I will give Perfect. it back to her. Yeah, thank you. And you watch as the Venn diagram that you are all standing on suddenly disappears. And you all start free falling. And you only find purchase on your backs as you're sliding down ice all the way down. And then tunnels and openings started popping open. And you all individually slide into your own tunnels, unable to do anything but watch. Ooh, burr. I was going to cast Featherfall, but... You can cast Featherfall. Too, but then we, then we, uh... Yeah. You can absolutely cast Featherfall as to kind of slow yourself so you don't... Like, if you think you're going to take damage from falling, you're, you'll be fine. Yeah. So, I was going to say, how, how long was the initial drop before we ended up in sliding? Not too terribly long. Okay. Then yeah. I levitate to gracefully kind of lower myself. Okay. So you start sliding down slowly. Everyone like, slides This is on down. camera. I can't like let anything get out of place. Absolutely. So you all start falling and eventually you land. Some of you gently, some of you less so. Um, and we're actually going to start with Miss Sydney Holiday. <gasps> you are completely in pitch black. And I can up see in, though. You cannot see in this. But I have my thingy. <laughs> Do you have devil sight? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Then I up have in devil sight. So you see out to 120 feet, complete darkness. Mm -hmm. At the edge of your 120 feet, there is nothing around you. Until you look up and you see a small green exit sign. Do you walk towards it? Yeah. Perfect. So you start walking. You walk for a little bit. And as you get closer, you look down and notice that you're no longer wearing the clothes that you were wearing. You're wearing a stewardess outfit. Ew! Uh-huh. And you look down, you go, ew! And you look up, and instead of being in pitch black in front of an exit sign, you are standing in the cabin of an airplane in first class. <gasps> but you do not have a seat. You have a cart. Barf. And around you are a bunch of people all looking at you expectantly. What do you do? Mm. You have a cute little ascot on. It's a cute uniform. I mean, at least there's that, but yeah. <laughs> I've never been working class. Is it, is it like Britney from Toxic? Absolutely. Oh, well, that's so much better. Thank yeah. you, <laughs> Um. Hi, everyone. Can we Sorry. order? I'm sorry. Can we order? Order what? Our food. We've been waiting for the last 20 minutes. Oh, that's Come impossible. On. I just got here. No, you've been standing there like a dim rod. Let's go. Mm. She turns around and goes like to the, tries to talk to the captain. Can she go through any doors? <laughs> so you walk up to like the, the cockpit door and it's locked. Um, and I don't think Sydney knows what to do as far as protocol in an airplane goes to reaching the captain. But you do see another stewardess walk up to you and she says, hey, Sydney, what are you doing? I thought you were going to do first class. Yeah, I just got here. 
And so, um, you've been on this flight for like an hour and a half, Sid. Did the time thing do the thing again? What year is it? Mm, okay. Is it so, still 2021? Or, oh my God, is it, is it 2005 again? Okay, so listen, Sid, I know it's been a long flight. It's only been an hour and a half, but where what? are we going? Nebraska. Why would we go to Nebraska? Shh, 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 there are people, shh, Sydney. So all I need you to do is take some orders and then deliver the food, okay? Okay, where's the food? I'll I'll show it to you afterwards. I don't know what's going on with you, but you, you kind of got to pull it together, okay? Okay, sorry. This is just my first time ever doing this, so. Mm, okay. Uh, well, good luck. Um, I'll be in the back if you need me. I'm doing coach, okay? I have a quick question for you. Yeah, what's up? Okay, you seem to be acting as if I've been doing this for a long time. What's my last name? Holiday. Okay, okay, okay. Why? And do you know who my family is? Of course, we spent Christmas together last year. I yes. don't know what's going on here. Yes. Is there, like, does the Holiday Hotel franchise exist? I do don't know what you're talking about, Sydney, but there are like 20 people in first class right now waiting for specifically you. And there are about 100 people in coach waiting for specifically me. So I'm going to go figure out whatever this is and I'll get back to you. Okay. And she starts normal backing person? out. Oh my God. I'm a normal. And she walks away. Holy shit. Okay. What does Sydney do now? She's like, I must have somehow accidentally teleported to uh, another existence again, and I'm somehow a normal person. Okay. <sighs> you think that in your head? Yeah. Do we hear it? You do not. Okay. So uh, she goes like, hey, guys. Sorry. Um, I guess I'll just start with you and points to like whoever is in the back far left okay and goes okay what do you what do you two can want? you go ahead and give me a performance check yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay 15 15 okay that's not terrible all right you watch as they all just kind of like look at you and are like, and they start mumbling amongst themselves. And then the woman looks up and this woman looks oddly familiar to you. She's got about shoulder length, a little bit longer than blonde hair, um, a bit of body glitter on. She's got a beautiful like silk or velvet. You can't quite tell because of the way she's sitting mm -hmm. and a dress on like a bodycon dress. And then she also has a plush pink jacket on. And she goes, hmm, thank you. Wait, I'm actually- that outfit. What? I'm sorry, what did you want? Let me guess. Mm. You want an iceberg salad, right? Oh my God, uh, thank you. How'd you know that? Are you like a psychic? Just, I guess. Wow, that's cool. I like you. Can you go ahead and roll me like, let's do a persuasion check. Okay. Yeah. 27. 
Absolutely love that. Yeah, so she says, absolutely, I love you. You're so cool. You're so like psychic or whatever. Thank you for the iceberg lettuce. Go ahead and do that. Thank you. Okay. And she kind of just like looks out of the window. And then as you're walking away, you hear slightly in your ear, of course she knows what I want. I'm like famous or whatever. It's like, it was in TMZ the other day that I love iceberg lettuce. Uh, Sydney thinks to herself how she only guessed that because that's what she would have asked for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Can you go ahead and roll me a deception check? Okay. And do this with disadvantage. Okay. Tight. Was that a one? No, I okay. rolled a, uh, what the hell did I roll? It, uh, You're good. It, it was a two. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> I like, gotta do You're good. So you take a little bit and you go around and you take the orders from every single person. You're not great at it, but you're not terrible either. You actually surprised yourself at, you're not doing terrible and you watch as the woman who was talking to you before the stewardess from coach comes up to you and says hey all of the meals are ready in the back if you want to go grab them okay and um really quick i yeah. know like i seem insane and crazy to you like probably like some fun zany early 2000s film but of course. what year is it it's 2005 sweetie <gasps> That's a face that I can't deal with right now because I have other things to do. So your food's in the back. Love you. Bye. Oh, where's my hair? She rushes to the bathroom. Okay. Looks in the mirror. What do I see? Mousy brown fried ends <gasps> hair. Tied up. <laughs> Tied up into a tight, tight bun at the back of your head. Oh my God, this was the worst day of my life. Oh. Uh. <gasps> And you actually recognize yourself a little bit as the stewardess you yelled at. Mm! Oh, I hate her. I hate me. I hate this. <laughs> All right. So what do you do now after you've discovered who you are? Oh, God, I don't even know what to do. <sighs> okay. 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 This has got to be like, <sighs> she's like kind of like talking to herself in the bathroom, just sort of like, oh my God. Okay. For some reason, I'm reliving like the worst day of my life, but somehow I like Freaky Friday'd. With that, with that girl, but for some reason, sh her personality wasn't transported into my body. How long do you spend in this bathroom? Like probably five minutes. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. She's just like trying to come up with a game plan. She's trying to think to herself. Okay, so she collects herself, and she's mm -hmm. like, "Okay." I w I will remind you that. Wait, uh, I have a name tag. <laughs> Yeah, your, your name is Stephanie. Stephanie, okay. So she goes, she steps out and she like goes to try to find the food. You see that it's already put onto a cart. Whoever the woman was that was helping you has already packed your cart and is ready for you to send it and deliver all the food to the people in first class. Okay. She's nervous, but she picks up the ice like wedge gotcha. salad and just sort of mm -hmm, 
hands it to her doppelganger, I suppose. Can you go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage? Oh my god, I knew this was gonna happen. Five. Just like hot. Stephanie. That's hot. Okay. Just like Stephanie, so chill. So you go to lean over the person because Sydney always gets a window seat because she likes to see the clouds and the sky. Yeah, she so, likes to see the city when it rolls in because the lights are so pretty. Exactly. And her table is already down expectantly. And you lean over and the plane all of a sudden shifts and you pour the entire contents of the covered dish onto Miss Holiday. And as this happens, you start to feel like pulled away from this. Like you feel like you're being pulled out of this. But you notice the dish, there's a little cartoon dog on it and it says, Jessica's sweet treats. And as it opens, you see a small, it looks kind of like a turkey, a roasted turkey fall out of the dish. Jessica! And then you're snatched away. All right, that is Miss Sydney. We're gonna go and jump to Miss Dennis. All right, so you slide and you're falling and you're having a great time because I feel like Dennis doesn't find enjoyment from this, but there's a slight ping of her who's kind of tipsy and is like, whoa, this is weird. So you're she's, falling. She's jonesing on the adrenaline. Exactly. And you land, very similar situation, all black and all you can see is a bright neon sign about 40 feet away from you. I do have, um... Is it blind sight or blind vision? It's probably blind sight. Blind sight, 10 foot radius. Perfect, I will let you know what happens right. with that. I move forward toward the sign. As you start to get closer, you notice it's a bar sign. A very, very, very familiar bar sign. This is your neighborhood bar. What do you do? This is your bar. I know all the locations in this bar. I've been there enough that I've studied it so I feel confident going in if I need to get out perfect so I head in perfect you walk in everyone cheers for you because you're here all the time the bartender waves you over and slides a drink that's already been made and there is a seat available next to a man sitting at the bar who is currently turned away from you I will sit in the chair perfect you sit down and do you just down the drink or do you say hello to the person or oh i down the you... drink i'm right. i'm just like focused straight ahead tunneling i down the drink set it on the counter and tap it so you drink it tap it and the bartender comes over and you see a man who's sitting next to you lean over and go whoa sweetie you should probably not hit it so hard with a strong english accent that i can't do and you look over and you lock eyes with the ex-prime minister of England. <laughs> Britain? England. England, yeah. Yeah, England works. Walter. How well, are you doing, Dennis? Interesting. What are you talking about? We planned to meet here after we both got off. I don't find this amusing, Poppy. Who's Poppy? I get up and head for the exit. All right, you start heading towards the exit. 
and uh, Walter calls after you, hey, whoa, where are you going? I thought we were going to grab a bite and a drink and then head home, not grab a drink for you and then head home. She stops with her hand on the door. And he is acting exactly the way you remember it. I can't do this again. Can you make me a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage? Yes. Oh, that's not terrible. 15. Oh, perfect. So you actually stop yourself from instinctively reaching for your flask. Instead, you put your hand on the door and you're like, I can't go through this again. And you turn the door handle and you hear a voice distinctly different from the prime minister's voice. And it says, whoa, sweetie, come back. Why don't you have a little mercy on me? And you turn around and you see dripping off of her, off of her skin that used to be her skin is the last known face of Daniela. Death's door. I charge her. Perfect. <laughs> Bar fight! Yeah, go ahead and give me, let's go ahead and do initiative. Okay. We're going to do this a little bit different than an actual combat. Okay. So we're going to do this as like a skill-based Sure, combat. 21. Oh, absolutely, you go first. <laughs> Okay. What would you like to do in this moment? You're charging directly at her and she's just standing there confident as a cucumber, smiling at you. I pull out my guns. Perfect. And stop and just unload into her. Perfect. Go ahead and give me uh, dexterity with proficiency. So just basically an attack roll. Okay. Ah, I'm on the wrong thing. Sorry, there we go. 23. Yeah, you hit her. Um, so we're going to go ahead and mark that as a failure for her. So how we're doing this is I'm treating all of these events as if they were death saves. Okay. Miss Holiday failed three of her checks. So she got the reward of her dead dog. You have just succeeded one of your checks. Okay. All right, and it is her turn, and she is actually going to also unload upon you. And you watch as she pulls out very similar guns to you, except hers look a little shinier. Bitch. <laughs> Let's see. There we go. Tight. So you are actually going to take a failure here as she just unloads mm -hmm. her entire clip in you, and you feel the sting of internal poisons. Okay. And you know very well that she uses wyvern poison. Got it. Which is deadly. Okay. All right, it is your turn. Would you like to unload again or what would you like to do? Um, I am actually going to, I am going to use a maneuver. Perfect. I'm going to, so I'm going to, un, I'm going to keep firing on her but I'm going to expend one superiority die to add it to the damage and disarm the target if they fail a strength saving throw. So I guess I just need her to make a saving throw. Strength Perfect. saving throw. Let's go ahead and do that one. And I'll roll the hit in the meantime. Ooh. Oh. You're going to take another success as she rolls a natural two. <laughs> yeah, well, I rolled a natural one, so that's an 11. 
Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to say those actually cancel out and it's okay. neutral because those okay. are terrible. Those are both <laughs> terrible rolls. You missed her. She slipped on a banana peel. <laughs> I'd like to, okay. Can, can, yeah. I, can I riff here? Go for it. So I shoot at her and she starts to dodge out of the way and the prime minister throws his drink on the floor and she slips in it. So fun fact, she was the prime minister. Oh. <coughs> okay. She was it. wearing his skin bitch so she actually bitch. steps back to dodge and actually slips on some of that leftover skin that had fallen off and falls flat on her back got it and she is going to lose her next turn so go again okay and she's currently laying on her back like oh god oh god ow <laughs> um let me see how many maneuvers do i get again yeah i'm gonna do uh another uh disarming attempt Perfect, and I'll give you advantage on this one because you are now standing over her, pointing directly at oh, her. Oh, I don't need it. I crit. That's a 30. Holy shit. So let me just, no, I'm going to let you describe. How do you kill Death's door? How do you shut that door forever? So she slips and falls back, and I bring out the first of the shots. I take out one of her hands, and her gun goes flying. Okay. And, uh... I, as I, I start stalking up to her, you made a mistake. She starts it's shaking her head. Big mistake coming here. And I shoot the second gun out of her hand. <laughs> Mercy and then wait. I kneel down on her chest and I grab the front of her shirt and I take my gun and I stuff it in her mouth. You hear her slightly say, he's not dead right before you pull the trigger. I pull the trigger. Yeah. And shove her body into the floor Perfect. and stand up and walk over to the drink that the bartender refilled and I toss the drink back and slam it down on the thing upside down. Iconic. So go ahead and roll me an insight, if you will. Sure. I would like to know if she was lying or not. Absolutely. <laughs> Never crit! That's a 24. You know, for beyond a shadow of a doubt, Walter is still alive. And then you feel yourself get sucked away from this situation. Next, we're going to go to Robert Dressler. As you're falling through the darkness, you, you land, you look up, and you see a rotating light that's flashing and going like, boop, 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 almost like a carnival. Interesting. I will, I guess, go towards the light. All right. So you start walking up. And you walk up to a standing, a standing building that's completely by itself. And it looks odd being by itself because typically you see these kind of attractions in a carnival surrounded by other rides. But you see plastered across this one, maze of mirrors. What do you do? Oh boy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna get to, uh, there's like a, there's a doorway, right? Yep, it's actually an archway that opens and you can, you see the flashing lights from inside and like the laser beams that are meant to confuse you in a maze of mirrors. Uh-huh. Okay, I am going to put my hand over my eyes. <laughs> okay. And then feel along the walls and walk in. Okay. So what I'm going to need you to do is add disadvantage 
I want you to make an intelligence saving throw against your spell save DC. Okay. Intelligence saving throw at disadvantage? Yep. Okay. And will you go ahead and tell me what your DC is? Uh, my DC is 21. Perfect. And let's see if I beat it. <laughs> Not even close. All right. Was it a one? No, it was a seven. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so you're covering your eyes and you're having a really hard time navigating this maze of mirrors because you can't see really where you're going. And you actually slam up against some of the mirrors a couple of times. Okay. What do you do now? Uh, I guess I, I just I just try and keep keep going with my hand over my eyes. <laughs> All right, then give me another intelligence saving throw at disadvantage, if you will. Oh, this is gonna go great. <laughs> come on, come on. Oh, man, the higher one was a seventeen. Uh, that's an eleven. All right, that's another failure. Are you going to continue on this path or are you going to uncover your eyes? Uh, can I, do I start getting the sense that like, this is a maze. If I keep doing this, I'm never going to get out of here. Right. You, okay. you get the sense that you're going to have to see where you're going at this point. So mm -hmm. you either have to face your phobia or possibly get trapped here forever. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, in that case, I will uncover my eyes. All right. Go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. Uh -huh, uh -huh. This is not for the thing. This is for you. Gotcha. Uh, is this a disadvantage or anything? Nope, or? this is regular. Okay. That's going to be pretty good. That's a 19. Perfect. Who was the last person you looked at? Or what form are you currently wearing? I am currently in the... The pretty boy. Perfect. But the last person I saw, I think, was uh, the doctor. Perfect. Dr. Rachel? Yeah. So you open your eyes, and the first thing you're met with is this weird amalgamation of your pretty boy face and Dr. Prax's face. And you see that your, your form is kind of shifting, and your mouth is coming in and out and your nose is getting smaller and then bigger and your eyes are getting glossy and then dull. Like your, sh your form is having a hard time keeping itself together. Okay. So go ahead and give me another intelligence saving throw. This time, regular. May I inspire myself? Of course. Yes. What do you do to inspire yourself? Okay, I'm just gonna take a second. All right, it's just another part to play. You've got this. I will inspire myself. And you said <laughs> intelligence saving throw? Yes, sir. Okay. Two. And this is just a normal roll? Yep, normal straight up roll. Okay, so that is, this is on the d20. Ooh, not great, so I'm gonna roll my d12. Please be 12. That would be dope. Mm. Okay. <laughs> With inspiration, that is a 10. All right. So you're wandering around this maze and you notice you've lost sight of the entrance at this point. Uh-huh. And I will get back to you at a later time with what happens to you. Great. 
All right, Mr. Marcus, you fall, you land on the ground. And before you, you don't see anything at first, but you definitely hear something. You hear the roar of a crowd calling your name. What do you do? I just think to myself and I look around. I don't have dark vision. Uh, <laughs> you definitely can't see. <laughs> so, uh, uh, does it feel like uh, waiting in the the underwings underneath the stage before you go into? You can absolutely feel the vibration of everyone in unison stomping their feet together. And he just thinks to himself, "I guess everybody's doing their part. Let's put on a good show." And as you get closer, you're able to make out the words, "Dragon, dragon, dragon." And as you break the little archway of light, the crowd erupts in cheers as you unhood yourself, standing at your full height, walking up to this giant octagon for the MMA fight. <laughs> Go ahead and actually give me a performance check with advantage. I shall. <laughs> Natural 20, 29. Okay, perfect. So you walk up, you're giving the crowd the time of their life. You step up into the octagon, they close the door behind you, and you look up and there's a person standing with their back towards you in the ring. Right before the bell rings for you to start fighting, they unhood themselves and fully disrobe into their MMA shorts and the wraps. Uh, question before that. Mm -hmm. um, what is my skin? So you said I'm at full size. My skin yes. still looks scaled. You are 100% the Goliath Marcus Dragon. Okay. And you watch as this person turns around and you see Marcus Williams, roughly 20 years prior. And you look around and you start noticing this night seems very familiar. And you start piecing together everything. This is the night of the prize fight where you gained your fame, where you injured your knee. What do you do? I, I kind of, I look around at the crowd and I see if they're cheering for me or if they're cheering for the, uh, him and I'm gonna roll an insight. All right. Oh, that is a one, but still a total of 15. Okay. I will give you, it's hard to tell, but they are definitely chanting the dragon. Yeah, that's fair. We're both the dragon. Yep. So. What do you do? Uh, I just look at the smaller version of me standing about, you know, like 6'2". Um, way still heavyweight but nowhere near my weight class and right <laughs> I just look him in the eye sigh and then i look down at the knee that's got a i remember the the leg bar and then i remember the repeated strikes that basically eventually tore my acl and i remember i still won that fight but i fa i i lost every fight after and i was like I think to myself, I guess I got to break it. And I'm going to go up and I'm going to attack myself. All right. And for this, you don't actually have to roll anything else, okay. Mr. Marcus. You have chosen to fight yourself. 
and you being who you are, you are going to do whatever you want to your past self. Okay. So you um, play the night out exactly how it's supposed to go, and you break your own knee. Uh, he's not enjoying this, but because he's thinking there's no way there can be two of me, this is all part of a show, this is an illusion, we've already encountered magic, and he just keeps saying, like, the awakening birthed monsters. And there's a little bit of him that's just kind of like, I'm a monster, time to be one. And he'll put himself into, uh, he is, he'll invoke some of his tattoos and what the younger me is uh, surprised by is I'm hitting him from 15 feet away at first as this dragon, ethereal dragon, comes around and just wraps him and slams him to the ground as I run up, then put him um, from behind and then turn him over, grab his leg, and then I keep pulling until I hear a snap. And then he gets out. And then repeatedly, I just kick at that knee again again, again, until he's staggering. But in the end, I let him win because that's what happened. Now, here's the thing. As you let him win and you're lying there and everyone cheers for the new heavyweight champion of the world, you think back to this night and you play it over again just to make sure that you got everything correct. And the memory that you had is now replaced by exactly what you just described. So the memory that I fully have in yep. this current timeline is me fighting myself. You no longer remember who exactly you were fighting. You just remember that they were a big motherfucker who hit you hard. So no longer Julio Rodriguez. It's the other dragon. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, Dr. Rachel Prax. Oh, hi. You fall not into darkness not into fear, but into a warm boardroom. And there's only one other person in this room. And you look around and with your passive perception, I'll go ahead and give you this one. There are no cameras in this room. There are no microphones. There are no surveillance devices. You can easily see that. It is very openly, readily available for you to see this. And you land into this boarding room and the person stands curtly. It's a mousy little secretary boy he can't be more than five two but he looks very warm and inviting and he stands up and goes dr prax it's a great honor to meet you i am here to represent my employer and we have a very exciting offer for you if you'll happily take a seat we have refreshments if you would need any in my head because i've still got the telepathic bond up at least mm -hmm. i think i'm going yeah. to say can anyone else hear me right now Anyone else around? You see that the secretary giggles a little bit and goes, <laughs> they can't hear you right now. They're currently doing other things, but I am happy to assist you with anything that you could require. So I said that in my head and yep. he, okay. I'm gonna drop detect magic and cast true seeing. So Perfect. I've still got my bag and my, my staff. She uh, kind of slams the staff against the hardwood floor again as, as he giggles. And um, so for, I think it's an hour. Yep. The next hour up to 120 feet, I can, I have true sight. I can see any secret doors hidden by magic and I can see into the ethereal plane. Perfect. 
So you see, um, in the ethereal plane specifically, the walls that are around you are around you. You would not be able to, if you were to cast etherealness, you would not be able to escape this room by walking through that plane. The only other thing you notice out of the ordinary is that one of the rose bushes sitting on the, like one of the little tiny rose bushes sitting on the boardroom table is dead, but they're using magic to make it seem like it's alive. That is the only other magic in this room. The person sitting across from you is a regular human being. There's no invisible creatures or objects. There's no illusions. There's no weird darkness. There's no shape changers. None nope. of that? Okay. None of that. Do I recognize this person? Not in the slightest. Do I recognize this boardroom? I've had to deal with many. Nope. But you notice it's very, very cold in here. And you said the rose bush was being illusioned to make it look alive? Yeah. It is um, actually, in fact, dead. So out loud, I'll say to this person, some water would be nice. Thank you. And I'm going to walk on over to the rose bush and just kind of grab the, um, the edge of the pot and pull it towards me to look at it a little bit closer. Gotcha. Perfect. So you pull it closer as this secretary man walks around the table out of nowhere, pulls out a cup of water, hands it to you and goes, lovely. So, so we can start negotiations standing if you would like that. Uh, why don't you go over all of the details of that negotiation? And I would like to, as I say that out loud, pour the water over the rose bush and see what happens. Gotcha. Perfect. So as you pour the water, he turns and clicks a button in a little, like, it looks like a key fob, but it's not quite a key fob. As he clicks it, the lights dim and a little projector screen comes down and lights turn on and you see the beginning of a PowerPoint. Oh, and nice. as you pour the water upon the rose bush, you watch as the roots of it kind of like snap up and pull it down. Does it start to look alive again? Not quite. It looks like you definitely helped it. <laughs> Fascinating. But it definitely reached its roots up and grabbed at the water and pulled it into the soil. Hmm. And, and I'm I'm kind of watching the PowerPoint out of the corner of my eye, but I'm gonna keep an eye on this rose bush. Of course, he's just like constantly going over some like business jargon and like quickly clicking through the the PowerPoint faster than anyone could be able to read it. And he turns and goes. All right, so that is the full benefits of allying with us. Let me get to the brass tacks. We are prepared to offer you three valuable artifacts for your assistance in this manner. Um, and I, of course, am representing Mr. Poppy, and he would like it if you kept this the utmost secret. Would you like to know what the artifacts are? Uh, not really, no. I'm not interested in allying with him in any way, shape, or form. Are you sure? One of the artifacts allows the user to obtain immortality. We know how you love that one. Yes, but I don't trust anything that your employer might have to say. Um, oh. Although, what are the other two artifacts? They are priceless heirlooms from dynasties long past. One is a book from the ancient library of Alexandria, and the other is a original scroll of the original Christian Bible. Long lost. <laughs> interesting okay how long do i have to think about this off offer and of course take all of the time that you need Perfect. and with that we are going to take a break
Can I say one more thing before we take a break? Of course, go which for might it. be helpful to you. So she'll she'll sit down in the chair facing this dead uh, rose bush and say, uh, "Yeah, give me give me like 10, 20 minutes just to kind of mull over a few things." As I said, I'm not sure if I trust your employer, but it's really important that I I think this through before I totally say no to everything. Could you give me a whole uh, like a couple glasses of water? And in those 10 minutes, I would like to cast legend lore on Poppy. <gasps> Ooh, I like that. Perfect, perfect. All right, and that's where we're going to take a break, everyone. Welcome to Rock Punch, where the gags are aplenty and the shenanigans never stop. Come join the gang on a high-flying adventure around Atlanta, Georgia. Wait, 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 wait. Who picked this 40s theme? What does this have to do with- Watch the crew as they fumble through the workplace. That was just a little payback for the last year of the emotional turmoil that you've all put me through. Complain about movies? That's the worst movie of this year so far, hands down. Oh, what yeah. What's coming Without a doubt. What's coming? Stream on Twitch. You die. Stop it, okay? I see my best. And so much more. Boredom a part of your day? Well, not anymore. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a ragtag group of misfits who couldn't hold down any other job than this one? It is. So, tune in at twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl or watch their videos released every Wednesday on YouTube. Whatever you do, hit that subscribe button and be the first to like it. What do you say about that, Colton? I, I don't think- Great! I'm not- Excellent! With entertainment for geeks and gamers, there's surely something for everyone at Rock Punch. So take a jitterbug break and save your money at the soda shop and tune in to Rock Punch. Oh, hello again. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Well, get comfortable because we're diving back in. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, we're jumping right back into a horrifying Saw version of a television reality game show where our five lovely contestants slash celebrities are being brutally tortured psychologically. All right, we're jumping straight back into Dr. Rachel Prax, who has just cast legend lore on poppy the host of the show so you learned all of the information that we talked about on break but for the audience i'm going to go ahead and say some of the information i'm not i'm gonna keep some of my secrets close to my heart and we'll reveal them later because some of them are pretty obvious so you know that what they are trying to do would end the world okay for stakes uh they're trying to cover the whole world in frost permafrost to be specific and that world is the feywild whether that stretches to the material plane or not eh, hard to say he's never really been seen in in this part in this neck of the woods before <laughs> so do with the information that i gave you what you will but you also know the PowerPoint that we were talking about before about the offer that Poppy has just made you to switch sides and go against your fellow contestants in which you replied with. Well, so I said, oh, I'm gonna need some more time to think and then cast legend okay. lore. And I've been staring at this plant. Um, I think 
Dr. Prax wouldn't like suddenly know all this information and stand up and say anything. I think she will continue to just sit there for as long as she will have, you know, mm -hmm. until prodded. Um, have I been given more water? Of course. Whenever okay. you dump it out, if you ever need more, there's another glass waiting for you. Perfect. I would like to, as I continue to mull over all this information that has uh, filtered through my head, uh, dump out another glass into this plant with the weird roots. And gotcha. Watch. As you continuously dump these cups of water into this tiny little rose bush, you watch as the clock almost rewinds itself to when the rose bush was still alive and it hadn't died of cold exposure quite yet. And it's a beautiful bright red rose bush that are in full bloom now sitting right before you. Hmm. And it kind and of wiggles. I... Okay, that answers. I was <laughs> gonna ask, do I get the sense that this is a regular rose bush or something weird? But if it wiggles, it's weird. It looks, it looks, you can't really tell if a plant is happy, but it looks kind of happy. I mean, is it about to call me Seymour and ask for blood? That's basically where I'm going with this. No, 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 not, not at all. It looks like it's thankful. Okay. I'm going to pick it up, the pot, mm -hmm. and uh, continue to examine it with my true sight. Oh, fascinating. And I put you in my bag, but I think you would die again. That's too bad. I will beautiful. say with true sight, because it is such a high level spell, I'll go ahead and say you can tell that this is an intelligent creature that is just sitting here. It looks content. It doesn't look like it's being forced to stay here. Oh, it's a plant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the sense it could leave if it wanted to. Oh, okay. Then I will put it back down on the table. And is the, the gopher still around? Absolutely. He's standing right across from you like this. Okay. And what is your name? Oh, my name is... My name doesn't... You don't need to know my name. It's totally fine. I'm just here as a representative of Mr. Poppy. I mean, we're spending time together. It's only... It's it would Michael be rude Crouton. To not even... It's Michael Crouton. Okay. Yeah, it's Crouton. My last name is Crouton. I know. It's stupid. I don't think it's stupid at all. It's oh. a name. Names are names. You can change it if you want, but there's nothing Actually, wrong with I can't. But that's neither here nor there. Have you uh, decided on our deal? Our deal? Yes. With you or with Prax? With or Mr. With... Poppy, of course. I'm just a representative. Uh, am I going to get a chance to talk to Poppy at any point over this deal? Because, you know, if I'm going to be making a deal with such a powerful entity, I would like to be able to talk to them directly. I mean, you are nothing against you. You're wonderful. I know you're just doing your job. I completely understand that. You have to understand my position, however, if I'm making those deals myself. Of course, of course, of course. Right? Absolutely. Of course. Um, yeah, I think I can, I, can, uh, I, can, I can arrange that. Yeah. And Perfect. he like turns around, spins, and turns back around. And you see standing in front of you is a large man with longish blue hair, white skin, and heavy cheek contours. And you see that they're dressed in a tight blue body leotard and regular black gym shorts. And he's like, greetings, you wanted to speak to me. 
Well, yes, if we're going to talk about negotiations, then I'd rather do that directly with you than try to go through a third party proxies or it's, it's all just red tape, you know? Oh, of course, of course. That does make sense. I apologize if I have offended you. I'm just a little busy hosting the television show at this current time. Ah, you're powerful enough that you can multitask, I'm sure. So oh, Flattery will get you everywhere, Dr. Prax. Mm, it gets me pretty far, but the rest of the way, um, I do what I can. And I would like to cast Time Stop. And so I need to roll a d4. Absolutely. There's no save, it just happens. Hmm. Does that have one. somatic components? Uh, it's only verbal, and my verbal is what I just said. Gotcha, uh, so I'm going to roll something real fast. Okay. Absolutely not, your spell goes off. As you see, Poppy tries to lift his hand. Mm-hmm. And, and then it just freezes in the air for two rounds. All right, what are you doing? Ah, um, for turn number one, um, sorry, I'm just rereading Time Stop real quick. You're totally <laughs> good. I am in shock. This one action is doing this is a creature, creature. Okay, so I just can't do anything that affects him. Perfect. Um. With my true sight, I know you said that the ethereal ethereal walls were there. Do I get the sense that I could at this point GTFO? Especially with time stop going on. Do you have any kind of teleportation spells? Oh, I got plenty. I mean, plane shift, I'm looking right at it. Gotcha. You can certainly try okay. to go somewhere else. Whether it'll fully work is another matter. Okay. Go ahead and roll me an Arcana check. Sure. That's uh, a 22. You is get that considered the sense? a success? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. You get the sense that if you were to try to plane shift or teleport out of this room, you might go somewhere that you did not intend on going. Okay. You might just appear somewhere else. <laughs> okay. That's not the worst though, because I could just do it again. Cause that's coming out of my staff. Uh, okay. One more question. Mm -hmm. Sorry. As, as time has been stopped. Um, do I think I could, Oh, it's casting time a minute. Nope. never mind. I can't <laughs> do that. Cause I've only got two rounds. Okay. Knowing what I know about this guy, I am not going to try to fight him uh, because I know that would be a bad idea. And there's nothing else magical in the room? Nope, other than Poppy himself. The um, the thing that, the, the slides that we were looking at, the slide projector. Yes. Um, is it a magical one or is it a very mundane? It's a regular old ceiling projector that you would see in any boardroom or any classroom. Do I see where the hard drive is that would contain all the slides? Absolutely. I would like to grab that. Of course. That doesn't break the time stop because I haven't done anything to anyone yet. Right. You just reach up and you just whoop. Yep. Mine. Put it in my bag. 
and you're smart enough, you can easily do exactly what you're trying to do here involving a computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something tells oh, it's a Windows machine, of course. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I'm going to slam my staff against the ground while he is frozen in time, and I'm going to use the staff to cast Plane Shift. All right, where are you going? Um, I would like to go back to my, my apartment. Okay. Depending on where I end up, I will be ready to cast it again because I have 50 charges on this staff and plane shift is just seven. So basically she's going to cast it prepared to not end up where she wants to. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, if she ends up somewhere else, she's going to go back to her apartment. All right. So you cast plane shift. I'm mm -hmm. going to go ahead and roll ex what I need to roll. I'm sorry. I'm breaking your game. No, you're totally fine. I like you're you're the character I didn't expect to break my game, but you definitely did, and I'm proud of you. Let's see. All right, percentiles. Wow, I can't believe I actually rolled. So I rolled an eight on percentiles. You oh, had you the... got a divine intervention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so, okay. You slam your staff in front of Poppy and you you wince back from the light. Time almost seems to rewind around you as you disappear into a bunch of gears and clocks and very stereotypical time magic things. And you blip out of existence and you reappear and you're standing there holding your staff and you're standing on a stage. And you're like, well, well this doesn't look right. And you look over and the person walking down the aisle in a long yellow robe with a hood up. And there are no feet. There are just odd shifting movements as it's moving towards you. And it's going. Is there anybody else in, in this? Absolutely theater? not. Everything looks decrepit, old, and honestly slimy. like to stay around and examine this but this is not for now slam on the ground again try it again give All me right. my apartment you get it there this time because there are no abjuration wards blocking your entrance okay uh once i appear in my apartment I want to take the hard drive. I want to stick it in my computer. I want to download all of the stuff off of there, uh, all of the slides, all of the everything. I want to copy it. I want to upload to uh, my Google Drive so that I've got multiple copies everywhere. I, uh, While I'm doing that, I've pulled out my cell phone and I've called my contact at the university and I'm telling them about the, the Google Drive that I'm going to share with them and what's going on. And uh, in those couple of moments, as all of that's going on, I'm going to then prepare to plane shift again to go back to try to help uh my new friends perfect so i'll give you a little rundown on what happens you do all of that your assistant is not phased in the slightest they are 100 used to you doing this every five minutes yeah what well, seems like every five minutes but for you it's days i do pay them a lot of money i make sure they have excellent benefits and i never put them in harm's way perfect that that's the Prax way, you know? Mm, I always go first. <laughs> and you slam your staff again, and I'm going to roll another percentile die as you try to re-enter the atmosphere. <laughs> mm -hmm. You get it this time. I actually rolled not under what I needed to roll, so 
You, where are you going specifically? I mean, I'm kind of playing fast and loose with how plane shift works here. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> but I, I guess what I would be thinking of would be the last place we were, which okay. would be the... The favorite. Yeah, yeah. Where the, the old ladies and the, the little kids were hoping that I could retrace my steps and find everybody from there. Gotcha, okay. So you slam your staff, you disappear into cogs and gears in a blinding flash of light, and you reappear, and you are standing in that room. But there is no one in there anymore, and the opening in the ground is still there. Well, once more into the breach, I guess, and I'll jump back on in. And are you casting Featherfall or anything like that? Uh, I didn't need it the first time. Okay. I will be prepared with it if I think things are going really wrong, but I still got true seeing, so I can see where I'm going. Gotcha. So you have true seeing and you also have keen mind. So you remember exactly which tunnels everyone else went down. Who are you trying to go to? Oh, that is a good question. And um, if you cast Featherfall, I'll let you choose exactly who you go to. Then I will definitely cast Featherfall. <laughs> who would I go all to? the spells. Give me all your spell slots. I mean, all of that that I just did was off of the staff. Uh, and some of these are my signature spells, which don't cost anything. So I've actually not used a lot. <laughs> it's still, I'll eat all of the magic. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. We got an hour left. Let's use it all. Um, <laughs> it would either be Mercy or Marcus. I feel like I don't know enough about Robert to know what's going on with them. And Ms. Holiday, while surprisingly keen, also irks me. <laughs> but Marcus and Mercy would both seem like competent people, even if I've butted heads with Mercy a couple times. And mm -hmm. so I feel like getting together with one of them first would be useful. So can I can I go down one of their slides? Yeah, of course. Do you want me to leave it up to random chance? Uh, yeah, I'll go with either one of them. All right. All right, so you start sliding down the tunnel again and you land and out in front of you, you don't see or hear anything until you walk forward just a little bit. And then you start hearing the roar of a crowd and you see a door, an archway leading out with a bunch of light leading through. Fascinating. <laughs> I'll go forward. All right. And as you're stepping through, you watch as Marcus finishes the blow on Marcus? Well, what she would see is <clears throat> the Marcus you know currently is this massive beast of a man and there's this younger guy that's kind of staggering and hobbling um, but he jukes out of the way of one hit then runs and jumps up off the knee clocks the titan across the jaw and the titan falls in a knock like staggering knockout and the uh ref calls the fight as that happens i'm gonna now that i can see the marcus that i know despite the fact that he looks like he's knocked out i'm gonna try to use the telepathic bond that we have and say are you still conscious do you need assistance at this moment if you are still conscious you hear that I'm still conscious. Yeah. It, it was uh, uh, not TKO. Just you were a, taking the fall. 
<laughs> no, no, not even that. It's it's uh, the difference between total knockout, where you're completely blacked out, and then knockout, where the ref decides you're not fit for the fight anymore. It's too dangerous. Gotcha. Mm. So, um, it groggily goes, oh, How are you here? This is my vision. A lot of uh, high-level magic, let's say. Do you want this to play out, or do you want me to intervene? Or am I too late? I think it's already played out. And for your reference, Dr. Prax, since you have true sight going, mm-hmm. this is not a vision. You had to pass through some sort of temporal portal created. Oh, I have so many questions. So you know there has to be some sort of way to get back out of here. I'm going to continue to like wait and see how this event plays out but i want to follow wherever the marcus that i know wherever they go mm-hmm. i want to follow them so if they're going to go like back to a, a, a locker room or something i'm going to follow yeah marcus what do you do since uh, well you're the not crowd, like the crowd roars and everybody you know jumps and uh the young marcus like climbs the the octagon and is holding the uh you know the title uh, up top as everybody's cheering him. And then uh, you see me just kind of like wade through the crowd as it kind of splits in parts as I make my way towards the back, which would be uh, towards a locker room. Um, But I'm trying to look around and figure out what I'm supposed to do next. As he gets closer to you, you notice his form is like shifting and twitching, but he doesn't seem to be noticing it. And go ahead and give me uh, Arcana with advantage. Okay. That would be a natural 20, which gives me a 31. Hot. I love that. So basically what is happening to Marcus right now is he has created a paradox in which he has now defeated himself and broke his own knee. And that's why his knee is currently messed up. What is happening is time is trying to correct itself in the way of sending Marcus back to his own time. And you think if you were to grab onto him right now, you could probably travel back with him. If that is something you want to do. Yeah, as much as I want to stay in whatever timeline this is and (laughs) look around, I think at this moment, uh, Rachel knows that there are more pressing matters. And so she's gonna, um, for once, use a little bit of her cat's grace and wind her way through the crowd and get up to Marcus and take his arm like like a like a friend helping, even though I'm sure yeah. I am like a quarter of your size and <laughs> and a beanpole and fifty five years old. And so I'll take your arm as though that's what I'm doing, and I'll say, "I think we're gonna get transported back, and then I and this is all in your head. I think I have a lot of information to tell you about. And as she saddles up to you, you like don't see her for a brief second as she is worming her way through the crowd. She locks her arm in yours to try and help you over, but it's more of like a this. (laughs) So as that is happening and you get that mental message, a reporter jumps out of the crowd and flashes a camera in both of your faces as you disappear. And you reappear in a brand new room, surrounded in the, by your friends. 
the first thing that you hear in Marcus's mind, and I guess everybody will hear mm-hmm. because we're all linked together again, is, oh, that's going to cause so many questions. <laughs> what is? Was that real? That was very real. That was a very real past event. Is Robert here with us? Everyone is here. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm here? Yep. Everyone Wait, is someone, now... what color is my hair? It's blonde, of course. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're blonde. Why? Okay, why? good. It's not mousy brown. Okay, good. So, as you're all standing there, you all kind of look around and get your bearings. So, what I'm going to describe is going to be a little weird, and I'm going to need you to use your imagination. I know, shocking. <sighs> D&D and imagination. <laughs> I need you to put me in the room right now. Go build it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where's the map, Raya? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, why didn't you bring out a map for us to visualize? Right. Or art pieces? I mean, come on. For this one shot, didn't you like spend a hundred dollars and a couple you hundred dishes? Like, I mean, look at my beautiful control room. It is. It, that's awesome. Yeah. You did yeah. build an entire control room yourself. We're that, so proud of you, is, Beam. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So standing in this room. You are all looking around and you see massive marble pillars on a marble floor reaching almost past your eyesight. Roughly 100, 150 feet away is the next wall. You're currently standing on this side or on one side of the room. The other side of the room is roughly 150 feet away from you. And everywhere is massive marble columns and it's a beautiful elegant marble floor high high ceilings that you could easily wisp through if you were to fly around and on the opposite side of the room is a giant throne of immaculate gold silver platinum anything that your heart could think of and it is resting on a pedestal that has a small plaque on it that I'm sure one of you, Sharpshooter Mercy, could probably make out that there is a rather large plaque, but it looks very small from this distance. And behind it, you see a massive iron gate that's in the cross hatch pattern where it's down, vertical and horizontal against each other. And it is massive. It is bigger than the throne itself. And every so often you hear... (sighs) and a plume of smoke comes out of it. Um, Go ahead and continue your conversation. Okay, so Sydney, like, a little too, like, controlled, just, like, goes Poppy. And waits for an answer from Poppy. Is hoping Poppy will answer. Poppy. You I'm wait. sorry, Poppy isn't here right now. In in what the telepath just happened. In the telepathic bond, Rachel will say, "Well, I don't know what happened to the bunch of you, but I just got offered a lot of very enticing things by Poppy in order to do some pretty horrible things." Um, to keep things short, because I'm sure we're gonna have to deal with whatever is going on back there. Just so you all know. Uh, Poppy is actually an archfey and is trying to bring uh, winter to everything, everywhere. And apparently all of you are going to help prevent him from doing that. So, uh, All of you? I, You're not oh, including well, yourself? The, I don't know. 
I mean, I guess now I've kind of thrown my lot in with the both of you, with the, the group of you, because, you know, what use is immortality if it's nothing but a cold winter wind of nothing? I want a world and people that I can talk to, not just endless ice and snow, which is what Poppy wants. Okay, so what room is this? What What is this room then? That this I don't know. I just room. figured all of you should know just in, you know, future reference. Nice. Okay. Good work, Doc. At that moment, you hear a beautiful orchestra, uh, an orchestral uh, score. Thank you. That almost reminds all of our people who have ever played video games in this world of the final boss room music. Okay, cool. It sounds exactly like a final boss. Got it. Um, and you see uh, Marcus just kind of like shrug off and take off the uh, the hoodie and there's this massive man just fully covered in this scaly like skin. Every inch of him is just covered in uh, uh, tattoos of different styles. And he slams his fist together and you see uh, one of the tattoos just kind of sw start swirling around and glow with arcane image as he then takes a fighting stance and then three others just doof, 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 stand next to him as he casts mirror image. And um, we have more actions. <laughs> I have other things, but if we need to roll initiative. Um, you don't need to roll initiative yet. Okay. The music has just started and there is still the throne on the opposite side of the room. Dennis starts walking down the center of the room. Um, guns in each hand, just calmly walking. Sydney marches to Actually, no, she's got her arms outstretched to each side. Nice. And Sydney is marching angrily towards the throne. Uh, controlled, but still oh, okay. angry. Gotcha. What is everyone else doing? I assume Marcus is following. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start uh, taking charge. I'm going to move and then move some more. Perfect. <laughs> I'm definitely running to the front. Robert are you running Rachel. or are you or are we like marching as a as a group forward? Um I will I think he ran to catch up to Mercy after doing the fist and the mirror image and then after that you're doing the cool like superhero thing where you're all walking not in slow motion but confidently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lag a little bit farther back <laughs> from the rest of the group. Perfect. But so yes. Who looks at the the plaque first? Bef I will, since I knew it was there. Uh, okay. okay. Before? Uh, I was going to say, before we do, um, I'm going to look over at Sydney. Mm-hmm. And, um... Where is it? It's the fourth level <laughs> lower. What are we... Yeah, why not? Um... And she, um, Rachel is going to put her hand into her bag and pull out her book. And it's the first time that you've seen her spell book. And it looks, looks kind of like this. It's this uh, rather large golden book with like gears on it and everything. And she flips through a couple of pages and you watch as it's almost as though she rips out a page, but you don't hear a ripping sound. She just pulls a page seemingly out of the book as though it's been copied snaps the book shut and puts it back in her bag 
um, folds up the page really, really tightly into this tiny little um, square and hands it to you, Cindy, and says, I don't know what's about to happen. And you hear this in your head. Uh, I don't know what's about to happen, but if you need to be invisible for a little while, just go ahead and open this up. Uh, and I'm going to use my feature that lets me, it's Arcane Abeyance, basically means I can turn a fourth level speller lower into a little thing and give it to someone else and they can cast it. A uh, creature holding the bead can use its action to release a spell within, whereupon the bead disappears. The spell uses your spell attack bonus and save DC, but this is greater invisibility. Uh, okay. And the spell treats the creature who released it as the caster for all other purposes. So I'm going to give you greater invisibility that you can use as an action. Okay, excellent. Thank you. All oh, right. <clears throat> Thanks. <laughs> Just in case. Might come in handy. Yeah. So uh, Mercy is the one approaching the plaque, correct? <clears throat> She's so, looking at the plaque. We're kind of going, I'm more focused on what's behind the gate. Okay, so you go ahead and give me a perception check, Marcus. And Mercy, you read, Railroad Crossing, look out for the cars. Can you spell that without any R's? I warn thee, Zertug the Immortal comes with a plea. Keep it As, in the shot. Yes. It is a pretty long one. Yeah. It's a, another riddle. Looks mm -hmm. like. Can you spell cars without an R? Cause? <laughs> that. T-H-A-T. It's cars. Takis. Cause. What did you say? T-H-A-T. Okay. You say that as Marcus is looking through the gate. What did you get on your perception? I got a 13. All right. You, you like, you're looking through, and as you're looking, uh, like, uh, a plume of smoke, and it smells like burning smoke, comes out. And as you're like, <laughs> and you hear T-H-A-T, and the wrought iron gate starts to rise ever so slightly. And stepping out, you hear, And then you hear, <coughs> I have asthma. And Ew. stepping out of the cloud is this tiny kobold. Oh. And he goes, Oi, why'd you wake me up? I was sleeping. Um, are you Zertug? Well, I'm not the queen of England, toots. So you're like a mortal? I mean, you can try to kill me. No one's succeeded. How did you Not become... even my boss. <laughs> How did you become immortal? I don't know. One day I was working at a coffee shop and now I'm... Ta-da! I, I hear you come with a plea. Yeah, I really want a smoke break. <laughs> can I have a smoke break? I pull out a cigarette. Sure. Oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> <laughs> he like walks up to you, jumps up and snatches it and then goes and lights it and starts smoking. And he like sits back against the throne and just starts smoking the cigarette. And you hear a door slam from roughly 50 feet behind you. You hear, why is it so hard to find good actors around here? 
as you see, stepping from around one of the columns is Poppy himself. Is it really Poppy? It is really Poppy. Okay. And he looks at you, you look at him, you both look, you all look at each other, and he goes, no. And he starts stepping backwards behind the column again. What do you all do? Oh, oh, oh. Don't fire. Oh. You okay. fire? Yeah. Go ahead and roll an attack. How far away is he? About 50 feet away. Mm, I can't make it. Mm, nope, 14. Gotcha. Okay, how far away is Poppy? 50. About 50 feet. Okay, I want to cast... Um... Finger of death. You are not messing around. Do it. Do it. No, I was going to do something else, but I want to um, see this. Jesus. Seventh level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's not going to try and do anything to that because he's trying to get back to another place. Um, let's see. All right. He's... So it's a constitution saving throw. Thank you. Um, and I will let you know, Poppy has advantage against spells and other magical effects. Mm, well, too bad. This is all I have, so. We'll have more, but like, it's all spells, you know what I mean? Uh, that is a total of a 30. Okay. I don't. Where does it say? <laughs> uh, look at your spells at the top of your spell list. It should say your spell save DC, but I'll let you know. 30 probably beats it. But he probably still takes half damage. Wait, I'm sorry. I hate that I'm not used to using spells anymore. Where is that? Uh, on D&D Beyond, if you look at... Is it under hit, DC? No, no. So if you go to D&D Beyond, under yeah. actions, the next one is spells. If you click spells... The I'm on top, spells. There's three numbers. The third number should say save DC, and that should be your highest number. Okay, yeah, it's 18. Okay, Th that's the same thing under the, the, what it says next to the name. That's yeah. why I was asking if it gotcha. said hit DC. Yeah, so he okay. saves. Does that mean he takes half damage? Um, Let's see. Yes. It takes on a failed save. It, so, you, you take so it takes 78 plus 30 necrotic damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. So go ahead and roll all that and then we're going to half it and Poppy's going to take that much damage. Okay, so it's 56. So okay. half that is math. Half of 56 uh, would be 20, 28. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So Poppy's going to take 28 points of dablage. Dablage? Dablage. He said he's 50 feet away? Absolutely. Oh. Do it. Do I, it. I see that face. Do I it. I know. I know. I'm going to cast Dominate Monster. Oh. So let's see if he succeeds or not. Actually, so it's a wisdom saving throw. Uh, DC 20. Let me look up something before you roll okay. real quick. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we're just going to do this. Convergent future. When you or a creature you can see within uh... 60 feet of you makes an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, you can use your reaction to ignore the dice roll and decide whether the number rolled is the minimum needed to succeed or one less than the number than that number your choice i'm gonna gain a level of exhaustion but he's gonna fail this roll oh how does that work with legendary resistance uh Ooh. that's a good question that's gonna be up to the dm 
uh, technically, I think what it would be is it's still forced it failed. Like, so it'd be like if uh, Rhea rolled a under the amount. Right. And I think, at least how I would is they can use it. So they can use the legendary resistance? Because you fail it, so that you choose not yeah. to fail it. Choose not to fail it. Okay, so I'm yeah. going to mark off one of the legendary resistances. That was... That I was going to be so dirty with this. Oh, man. <laughs> In the stream 30 minutes early. How very dare you. I was going to do so much. That's <laughs> oh, worth a try. She slams her staff on the marble floor. It rings out. And for a moment, Poppy smiles at me in a very friendly way. And then that smile probably fades. Um, and Poppy, uh, so has oh, everyone acted? Um, just... I, I don't know if it makes a difference, but uh, my movement would have been running towards Poppy. Perfect. Um, Same. I'm running that direction, but I know I can't make it, so that's gotcha. the action. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Where'd it go? Okay. It was worth a try. It was so it was worth a so try. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was really good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm so sorry. I'm looking at this spell. <laughs> that's that's fine. That's fine. Um, may, may I do a thing? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Anything. I'm so sorry. I totally forgot about uh, I would like to Robert. cast greater in greater invisibility on myself. Tight. <laughs> Go for it. Yep. <laughs> Not my problem. Ow. Nope. <laughs> All right. So as that finger of death hits Poppy, you see he kind of wilts for a second and he's like <gasps> and then the magic washes over him and he's like, "Oh, well, maybe Prax isn't that bad." No, wait. No. And then he just goes <gasps> and screams a vibrating scream that rings through every single one of your heads except for you robert because he cannot see you and he is casting psychic scream so i need intelligence saving throws from everyone okay rude oh okay okay and it's not like a cute scream it's like a fully like ah! <laughs> that's a cute scream cute scream <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to use Indomitable. Okay. 17, you said? Mm-hmm. Are we calling this the start of the next round so we'd get our reactions back? Yes. Okay. I got 26. 26. You pass. Uh, oh, you pass on the nose. Oh, man. If you Oof. did not beat a 26, you have failed. 21, come on. Ooh. I'm so sorry. I only have a plus two to intelligence. I mean, I did. I do want to tell you, you did learn that he is, in fact, an arch fae. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I warned everybody, but that's, you know. Hey, mercy right. does as mercy does. Mm -hmm. All right, if so I everyone. If I can't deal with it, I shoot it. Everyone but Robert and Rachel are going to take 14d6 points of damage. Oh, man. And normally, this would be psychic damage. But you watch as Poppy's scream reverberates and reality bends around his voice. And you watch as a frosty breath comes out. And you all will be taking only 35 points of damage. Ah! And it's okay. cold damage. Uh, I'm oh. going to cast Absorb Elements. Nice. Perfect. I am resistant to cold. so. Yeah. I don't know if I'm resistant to cold. I got a lot of cold abilities, though. 
uh, up at top. Oh, I'm already resisting the cold, so never mind. Same. Because <laughs> I'm a Goliath. Yep. It would say under your health, um, basically it says defenses and conditions. And if uh, you are resistant or immune to anything, it would say it there. Oh, okay. Because I, so, I don't remember adding any, so. Unless you have an item. Because my, my armor of cold resistance doesn't show up there, so double check yeah. your items too and make sure you don't have a magic item that I don't you... believe you do, Sydney. Okay. Um and everyone who failed and took uh that thirty five. Yeah. Um, you are going to be stunned until you roll out of it. Oh. Ooh. And... Yeah. It's a ninth uh, level spell, everyone. Yeah. Is, is the save going to be the same as the target to resist it? Because I can't reach that. It's impossible for me to. Oh. Are we going to roll initiative at some point? Like, yeah, we're crit, about to roll initiative. If you crit, you're going to get out of it. Okay, that's the only way I'll get out then. Yeah. <laughs> I I am the type of DM that says crits are auto successes and ones are auto failures. Okay. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um... So stunned. Um, let's see here. And could I, I have tried to so wait? That's a spell. That wasn't a magical effect. That was a spell. I'm gonna try to counterspell that. Roll for it. I will roll. And for I it. was mistaken before. It is only ten plus the spell's level. Okay. What do I? What do you have to roll to break out of being stunned? Uh, you will roll be rolling it. on your turn an intelligence saving throw. Okay, but like. We, I guess we don't know what number it has to be over. Hopefully, it's just possible for me. You got to hit a 26. Oh, so I have to roll a 20 then. Yeah. 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 And I failed to. I for me. Sorry. I failed to. Well, because it's my. It's a d20 plus my spellcasting modifier, right? It's not. Plus your intelligence. Plus your, my intelligence. Yeah. Your so intelligence. my modifier plus my intelligence? Counterspell? Yeah. Yeah. Counterspell is just your roll plus your intelligence, like your spell oh. casting modifier, yeah. which uh, is intelligence. Yeah. So yeah, I I did not reach a ninth level spell. I rolled <sighs> pretty bad. Can you I not tried. do that thing that if it fails? Yeah, can... I will let you know that that is a fail if you want to use that thing to. Yeah. You know what? I'll try it again. Chrono shift because I think that works on me. <laughs> After you are a creature, you see. Yep. Uh, it's my reaction, but I'll give it another try. That will succeed because I rolled a 16, 79, 20. That's a 21. So that all right. ninth level spell. Nope, nope. Take it all back. I didn't realize that was a spell until just this moment ago. <laughs> yeah, no one takes any damage and they are no longer, you are not stunned as awesome. Dr. Rachel Prax rewinds time. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All of that happened. All of and that then, happened. And then it went all the way back. <laughs> Rachel hey, just cat. wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating but also awful and she slams her staff again and that ringing is what actually like it's the bung of like big ben in this room and that's what counterspells him I do we remember that. what just happened absolutely all of you remember yeah. exactly what just happened cool. all right so now we are all going cool. to roll initiative all right Thank with only time, 27 Jack. minutes left of this stream we, we got this to... oh no i yeah we good do you want do you want the initiatives in chat or are you gonna <sighs> ask for them? I will ask for them. Okay. All right. 
It won't hurt if you put him in chat as yeah, well. Yeah, I put it in before. <laughs> I start using okay. good. Okay, so we can do both. Noxious. I hit enter like right as she said. All right, we got uh, 30 to 25. 27. Perfect. So we got our P. The good and, doctor. <laughs> and then we got 25 to 20. 22. Hot. Love that, Marcus. Proud of you. 20 to 15. 19. Hot. Love that, Robert. Uh, 15 to 10 20th level characters. 11. Oof. What is <laughs> what is your thing with initiative? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're I a dex four. Like you're a dex fighter right now. <laughs> Oof. Uh, uh, ten to five. Five to zero. Four. Oh, oh my god. Oh, Sydney. I get a plus two to initiative. Oh, Sydney's <laughs> just really upset. I just roll really badly. <laughs> oh. All right. So top of the round, we got Miss Dr. Rachel Prax. Professor okay. Dr. Patrick, star to you. Spell technique damage. I don't want to do that. Okay. Um, as an action, I'm going to cast protection from good and evil on myself. Love that. Um, that was a very smart move. I mean, it's a fey, and so creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. Um, I can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. And uh, yeah, so that's my action. Filthy, filthy creature. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is what I do. This is what I do is I look into the ether and I go, nope. Um, that was my, I knew that was going to be my action, but now I got to think about, uh, um, I do want to, I have something real fast for you that just sure. came to my attention. Roll me an Arcana check, if you will. Okay. <laughs> That's a 30. Okay. I rolled a 19 on the die. So with your true sight, mm. you, you're you deciding what to do after just rewound town, and you see Robert Dressler moving out of the corner of your eye because you can see invisible creatures, yep. but you can also see shapeshifters. Yep. And you know the difference between a changeling and a doppelganger. Which one is he? You thought he was a changeling, but standing next to you is a doppelganger. So is it a different creature or was I just mistaken from before? This is a different creature. Oh, okay. I'm still going to... Yeah, go ahead with the rest of your turn. That's just something you noticed on your turn. If if I notice that, I'm still going to do the thing that I did before. So I still cast um, the protection from good and evil. Uh, since this is a different creature, he's not in the Rory's telepathic bond. And so over the Rory's telepathic mm -hmm. bond, I'm going to say, oh, we've got an invisible doppelganger here. That's very interesting. Uh, Robert, be a deer and show yourself because you've got someone pretending to be you in the area. Uh, and I would like to move so that I'm within 30 feet of the archfey. All right, so you move. How close do you want to get? Because... I want to be 30 feet. Okay, exactly 30 feet? Kinda, yeah. Okay. Because I would like to not be any closer, but I gotta be within 30 feet. All right, so you move directly parallel to Poppy and he is stuck in between the columns and you see behind him is an open door. 
that is has a bunch of television and computer screens behind him and a bunch of wires whipping around as well. And you, okay. he, you see him backpedaling back into that room. You're within 30 feet of him. Okay. Um, and that's all I'm going to do. Perfect. We got Marcus Williams. Uh, I run up. Absolutely. Um, and as I'm running up, what's I, your speed? Uh, hmm? What's your speed? Oh, it's about to be a lot more. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Because <laughs> I was already it. running up, and as I go to run up, I cast haste. Nice. <laughs> go um, for it. And uh, because I technically, I have an action, because I just casted haste. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to bonus action insight versus this creature's deception. I know it is a lot. But my insight is a plus 14. You would be surprised. Well, ooh. What'd you get, buddy? I got a 19. Oh, that's a nine on the die. That's a 25. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't get it now, but so I don't get my sneak attack. Oh, God. Um,. Oh, uh, damn it. do you want to be able to re-roll that? I can do it one more time. Uh, it would be good. Yeah, roll it again. Cool. That's my other coronal shift. I look over at you and I'm like, oh, Marcus, come on. <laughs> uh, still not enough. Ah. Uh, just, just under, though. Uh, anyways, action, because I see that this creature is trying to run out the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. It may be uh, slippery in charisma, but I know I'm going to beat it in athletics because I'm going to grapple this bitch. <laughs> 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 That's very fair. <laughs> All right. So you're going up to try and grapple it? Uh, yes. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Technically, I can grapple from 15 feet away, but... I'm going to go all the way up. I will actually go ahead and let you know. Uh, Poppy is uh, immune to being grappled. Slippery little thing. He is made of ice. All right. All right. I'm so sorry. So that's all right. All right. You just take all my feet and everything away from that. My whole magic item. Everything. Oh damn! I'm Ouch. so sorry. Oh, it's like all his creat- That's like all his character is about. MMA. Why would I not have grappling features? Kill Robert. <laughs> oh no no, I'm not done. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, sorry. That's first attack. Go ahead and kill Robert then. I'm a 15th <laughs> level fighter. Um, first attack. Second attack is going to be with haste. That's true. I didn't think that MMA fighters were like grapplers. They definitely are. 100%. That's half the fight. Yeah. Uh, 19 uh, to hit. Um, No. No. Okay. And then last attack. I will go ahead for the sake of brevity, let you know that his armor class is 23. Oh my God. I'm rolling like trash. I haven't rolled above a 10. It misses all of it. I'm so sorry. All right. Is that your turn? Did you take your hasted action? Mr. Marcus? 
Yeah, uh, I think you're hasted. Uh, sorry, I, I messed up with haste. It's it's only one single attack, not full attack action. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. They didn't hit. Yeah. So layer action happens, but you are currently not in his layer. So okay. we are going to Robert Dressler, or the person pretending to be Robert Dressler. Okay. So cat's out of the bag now. So uh, chain lightning. <laughs> Who's the nearest one to me? Um, where did you move? Or no, I haven't moved. <laughs> okay, so you're still standing next to the throne with Sydney. Okay, so and nope, everyone else moved away. Everyone else is further than thirty feet. I would say Marcus, you are within fifteen feet of Poppy, correct? I mean, I'm right up on him. Yeah. Okay, so you were right there. I'm I'm thirty feet away from you. Perfect. 30 feet from you, Robert, and uh, Dr. Rachel is roughly 25 feet away from you. Okay, so they're like thir they're like 30 feet from each other. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I will Except just for Sydney. look right next to me Hi. and cast Chain Lightning at, Sig at Sydney. Well, Wait. Sydney is more I'm than 30 feet away. I'm not close oh, to you. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> then... Because she's standing behind you. I'll cast it at uh, the doctor. Dr. Rachel right. Frax, all right. Counterspell. Because <laughs> I can see him. Yeah. It's true. Can uh, I counterspell her counterspell? <laughs> I am going to say no, oh. but Poppy is going to counterspell your counterspell. Okay. I'm so sorry. Nope, that's okay. That's fair. Because I I was thinking about casting it at a higher level, but I didn't. And I'm like, I can probably roll that. So yeah, it's all right. I'll burn his reaction to take a chain lightning. Absolutely. So your chain lightning goes off. Alrighty. Are you, is that's an attack? Uh, No, it's, oh, sorry. It's a save. Uh, Dex, dexterity saving throw. Okay. To, From... I believe the doctor... Uh, Mercy and Marcus. Yes, I think I have the spell right here. It just uh, so happens that a certain person also has chain lightning. I do. <laughs> I'll just say it. That's why I was thinking about like what level do I want to cast uh, mm -hmm. counterspell at. Um, I got a sixteen, so I probably failed. Twenty-one. Uh, Twenty-one oh, nice. is twenty-one is my DC. So okay. So yeah. Pass? So that's a pass. Yeah, you I pass. Think. Okay. Okay. So you'll take half damage. All right. uh, Rachel will take full damage. Mm -hmm. Mr. Marcus, what did you roll on your dexterity save? Uh, uh, he's attacking me even though I'm right next to uh, the Broheim. This is Chain Lightning. So what did, okay. Here, I will actually roll because the discharge of Chain Lightning doesn't get to choose where it goes. So I'm going to roll. Odds, it's you. I rolled a one. Mm. Oh, man. So yes, it is hitting Marcus instead of Poppy because I would have fully hit Poppy with that <laughs> if it had been even. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm looking at alert real quick. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Robert, if you want to go ahead and roll all those damage dice. Yep, just did. Perfect. How much was that? Uh, that is 60 points of lightning damage to okay. anyone who failed. 
I'm gonna cast absorb elements. Uh, you, Denise or Dennis, yeah. you will be taking thirty points of Thank lightning you. damage, and that's already halved. Got it. I will also take thirty. All right. As I uh, I failed, but I spend uh, my reaction to absorb elements. Perfect. I love and it. With I my go ahead. Uh, with my movement, can I move somewhere that's not immediately next to anyone? <laughs> now that the cat is obviously out of the bag. Yes, and you do know that you're still under great invisibility. You know, uh, no one else seems to know where you are. Other than, okay. Other than the person looking directly at you. Yeah, is there anywhere <laughs> I can move that she, like, get behind something? Like, is there anywhere I can move? You can hide behind the throne. Yeah, yeah, sure. Where the kobold is currently taking a smoke break. Yeah, sure. I'll go chill with the kobold. Mm -hmm. All right. Maybe use him as a meat shield. You actually probably know each other. All right. We got DB, which is Miss Dennis Banks. (laughs) Yes. Um, Shoot him up. So I can't see... Robert. Roll. You can't see Robert, but you know where the lightning just came from if you wanted to try and blindly shoot towards Sydney, or you can just take a shot at uh, Poppy. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to attack um, Robert. So I'm okay. guessing that would be at disadvantage to hit. Yes. And he would have cover, but you wouldn't know that because he is now behind a throne. Okay. Uh, well, here's where it gets uh, tricksy, because I'm going to use maneuver precision attack if I hit. Okay. Um, so that gives me the ability to uh, add a superiority dice to the roll um, before any before you tell me what what happens. But I get to know if I hit first. Okay. Go ahead and make that roll. Mm, that's a thirteen. Yeah, I'm gonna do that and add a superiority dice to it. Probably a good choice. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. It's D12, so it's a D12. Oh, I'm excited to hear this number. I'm scared also. Ooh, that's another four, so that's going to be 17. Does that hit you, Robert? Uh, that does not. Okay. Uh, Firing again. Go for it. That's going to be a miss. And my third is a 24. How's that sound, Robert? Uh, my normal armor class is a 19, so. <laughs> oh, absolutely nails it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and I am going to go ahead and uh, let's see. Actually, hang on one second for me. I'm sorry. Let me read something real quick. Of course. What are you looking for? Know your enemy, one minute. If you spend at least one minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat, you can learn information about its capabilities compared to your own. But it doesn't say if that's an action or anything. Uh, You would have to spend a minute outside of combat doing that. Right, but we were in this room for a minute. Right, so I will let you know, what are you trying to gain? Um, Current hit points. Oh, current hit points. And you're trying to do that with Robert? Yeah. All right. Robert, what's your current hit points? 
Uh, well, how much damage did I take from that shot? Oh, yeah, I should roll that, huh? Because <laughs> that'll affect my answer. Yeah. yeah. And also, you're going to have to make a constitution saving throw. Also that. That's mm. going to be 10 points of damage. Okay. So Robert is currently down 10 points of his max. <laughs> and so I'm currently at 153. Okay. And I'm making that constitution saving throw with advantage because Warcaster... That is not great, but it's a 12, which I'm pretty sure I'm good. And bonus action, I'm going to drink the speed potion. Oh, the haste potion, absolutely. So that gives you another uh, attack action. Yes, it does. Can I I use my guns or does it have to be melee? I... I'll let you use your guns because you have the reloading property and it okay. literally takes you no extra time. Okay, awesome. So are you still going for Robert? Yep. All right. And you're just firing blindly. So for everyone at home, she's just firing at Sydney and missing horribly. And then one <laughs> of them makes someone else invisible scream. That's going to be 22. Oof. Uh, yeah, 22 will Absolutely. Hit. <laughs> and I'm going to blow a maneuver on this. And we're going Most to time. make this um, goading attack. So as she shoots, as she's shooting, uh, she's going to yell out. Uh, she, she fires the three shots, slams the haste potion, and she's going to yell out, um, all right, you little fucker. You want to go toe to toe? Let's do it. Come and get me. Pick on the challenge. Ooh. And from now on, you, uh, when you do, 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 when experience dice, the total damage roll, and the target needs to make a wisdom saving throw, DC 18. Copy that, making the wisdom saving throw. Is that a, that's not a spell or a magical no. effect, is it? Nope. Mm-mm. It's okay. a fighter maneuver. Cool, cool. It's just Mercy being badass. Yeah, Mercy just shot you real good. That is a 21 total. Okay. You have no effect from that then. Let me give you your damage from that shot, though. Yes. It's going to be 13. And you had how many? 150 something. Uh, Yeah, when I told you my current hit points, it was 153. Okay. I'm just throwing that in chat so I remember it. Gotcha. Thank you. Yep, no problem. Is that everything? That uh, movement, I'm going to start running back towards um, Sydney. All right. Running back to the direction that I knew he was last in. Perfect. And is he still visible or did he fail a saving throw? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. You got, got, a con- yeah. you got two concentration checks. <sighs> well, you already did the one. so. There's just oh, one okay, more. cool. Yeah. I missed that first and one. And I'm trying to be like a 10, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, cool. All right, so... Poppy is actually going to take one of his legendary actions at the end of your turn, Miss uh, Dennis, and is going to use his legendary action cut from the script. He is going to pull out a, a, a full thick wad of paper, flip through it, find where uh, Marcus has casted mage armor, and is going to cross through a line as he casts a spell magic on that magical effect. And now it is Poppy's turn. 
is going to start backing away from you. Let's see. Can he? No, he cannot. All right. Yeah, he is going to first cast a spell. And that spell is going to target Dr. Rachel Prax. He's got disadvantage because I cast uh, protection from good and evil on myself. It is a save. It is a, uh, sorry, I should have said that. It is intelligent save. So you should should knock this one out of the park. And if you don't, I'm going to cry. Creatures of those type of disadvantage attack rolls. I'm just checking to see if this gives me. Gotcha, 100%. Well, I also have an advantage against spells. So. Perfect. uh, Intelligence saving throw? Yes, ma'am. See what happens. Uh, twenty-nine. Absolutely, you f- you succeed as Poppy reaches out his finger and goes, "You are really troublesome, and I don't want to deal with you anymore." And he casts Feeble Mind. Cool. But you succeed. And well, he if is you going... didn't want to deal with me, then you shouldn't have crossed me. I offered you the gift of a lifetime. As he starts walking, like pet- backpedaling away from Marcus. Uh, Sentinel. Ooh, go ahead. Yes! Yes! <laughs> no, the fuck you don't. <laughs> That's go a 19 ahead. on the die. It's a 31. I love that as you said that, the music turned metal. Yeah. <laughs> so he ain't you going nowhere. Hit. Okay, right. just so you know, this yes. is going to be 1d8 for my hit. Um, I don't get my sneak attack because I didn't, I failed the insight. It's going to be 1d6 from force from a tattoo, 46 necrotic. I'm going to heal half of that from a tattoo plus 1d6 lightning because I just absorbed that element. Cut that one. So no, he's immune to lightning? He's immune to lightning. Okay. Which is weird. Okay, that's fine. Um, Looking at that now, I'm like, hmm, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this is going to be... This is going to be, okay. I am so scared. <laughs> Watch Marcus just melt my big bad. I, I'm i totally here for it. Like, if you mm-hmm. can do it, I'm here for it. I'm going to be a little you... sad, though, if uh, this per, if this is over before I get a turn. <laughs> it the rest of the damage I do not need separately. Okay, so that is 23, and I heal for uh, 6 because it's rounded down. All right. And uh, just before he goes, uh, he starts backpedaling, and I'll grab him by uh, his, I guess, leotard and just headbutt him real quick, which is an illegal move in MMA, but who cares? <laughs> he looks genuinely shocked, and he's like, that was my nose. And his and, accent and cool demeanor is totally dropped. As, as I'm running, and that goes yeah. down. I want to like do a little pirouette and look at him. And go, you're not in the octagon, bitch. <laughs> and then and from the headbutt, you actually see this arcane um, like dragon across uh, his back flare up and kind of overtake Marcus as it seems to suck the essence away from uh, Poppy. And that's the necrotic uh, blood fury tattoo. Nice. nice. I love that. Okay. All right. So he can no longer move, correct? Nope. Perfect. Move. Then that is his turn. All right. That is Miss Sydney Holiday. Okay. Is there any way for me to know how much health Poppy has? 
like is probably like rough. You can assume that he is pretty thick. Like he's pretty well well endowed in the hit points department. Okay, so still pretty good. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't look too terribly messed up. His nose looks broken and he seems pretty upset about that. Okay. Um let's see. I'm trying to decide what's best to do because the invisibility spell you gave me is an action, right? I wanna wait a whole cycle. Um if you got any bonus action stuff, it is greater invisibility, so you can I don't have to, okay. any bonus action stuff. I just checked my actions. My bonus action is oh no, I guess I do, but it's not really it's like teleporting. You could get closer. <sighs> Are you in spell distance from him? Yeah, I am. I just, like, I guess I could just deal with getting hit. It's not a big deal. I didn't, like, take that last damage anyways. Okay, um... Oh, crap! I didn't mean to roll that. Sorry, ignore that roll. <laughs> okay, um... Okay, you know what? I'm gonna cast Feeble Minds on Poppy. Okay. Nice. nice. I live for that. I will let you know. Uh, Probably advantage. advantage. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's okay, though. Because even if you fail, it does something. <gasps> I mean, even if you don't fail, I mean. I... Hold on. So, Poppy... Uh... What was the save? Intelligence? 18. Intelli yeah, it's intelligence. So, Poppy's roll failed but he's going to use another legendary resistance. Whatever. <laughs> That's fair. That is two legendary resistances in one round. Burning through them. Wait a minute. We gotta. I rolled a two and a four, everyone, just so Feeble you know. Feeble Mind doesn't do anything. I don't think it does anything it if does he not. succeeds. Yeah. Oh, hey, never mind. I thought I did something else if you succeed, if you, if you succeed instead of fail, but it doesn't. Um, gotcha. okay. And then, um, Sydney is going to look at Poppy and go, did you kill Jessica? Uh, no, you did. No, no. And his head is like ringing. He's like, yes. I hate you all. <laughs> Okay, it's all I needed to know. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and as you say that, uh, this and is going to strike uh, Dr. Prax as odd, as uh, Poppy is going to use a legendary reaction to use Lag Spike. Poppy is going to make one melee attack at advantage against you, Mr. Marcus. Okay. Um... And time kind of skips around. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Are you done with your turn? Yeah, I think I will actually. Um... Mm -hmm. You know what? Never mind. No, I won't. I take it all back. But okay. I do want to levitate just to like be like kind of intimidating. So I'm levitating. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, yeah, I love so flavor. That is a thirty-six yeah, to hit. Flavor just barely. Okay, cool, cool. Love that. Um, we're gonna go three d eight. Where is my thing? There it is. It was only like one over your armor class, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's 11 points of, let's see. 
so sorry. No, that's 11 points of cold damage. And I so need five, a... Five points of cold damage. Yes. And I need a constitution saving throw. Oh, we good. Yeah. Beat a 17, Marcus. Oh. Beat a 17. Okay. Beat a 17, Marcus. I got exactly a 17. There we go. Okay, you do not become <laughs> paralyzed until Poppy's next turn. Oh, that wouldn't be good. That's why it's a low DC for level 20s. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, so that is that. We're back up to RP, which is Dr. Rachel Prax. Do I see the doppelganger pretending to be Robert? Um, you saw him tuck around uh, the corner of the throne, and every so often he's like peeking over. But other than that, you would have a hard time targeting him with spells. Um, how far do I have to move in order to be able to see him at all? I would say 10 feet. Perfect. To your, like left. I'm gonna do that. All right. I'm gonna look back at him and be like, you could have just walked away. I need you to make a constitution saving throw DC 19. This is not a spell. This is a an ability I have. Not a spell or a magical effect? Uh, it is a magical effect. You can magically force a larger, smaller creature you can see within 60 feet of you to make a constitution saving throw. Dope, okay. <laughs> DC 19. Oh, come on. Nope, that's a 10. Um, you are now encased in a field of magical energy as I use momentary stasis. And so it's <sighs> until the end of my next turn or until the creature takes any damage. While encased this way, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. Um, so I just freeze you in time in my, in the very telepathic bond. I say, don't worry about that one. We'll deal with him later. And I will move back so that I'm within 30 feet of Poppy. Uh, how long does that last? It's until the end of my next turn. Okay. Um, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in danger. You are in danger. You're in the Avery spot, as we used to say at the LARP I play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're still technically invisible to everybody else, uh, but you are incapacitated. Uh, Can we see yeah. a visible field of magic? Wait, no, I'm sorry. If he is incapacitated, you've lost concentration on... That's true, because oh. it is a concentration spell. So yeah. you you do become visible. So never mind. That that was actually more important. So I I just you get him right as he's like peeking around the throne, mm-hmm. like and his head sticking out like this much of Robert is peeking out, and you're just like now fully visible. Um, and so sorry, Robert. <laughs> as my bonus action because I don't think I can move this quickly. How far away is Poppy from the door he is trying to get through? He is like 10 feet away. That's well, not gonna be a problem. It, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's probably not gonna be a problem. I'm gonna make it even less of a problem. I'm going to Misty Step to be in the doorway. Oh, you filthy animal. Gotcha. You knew who I was when you invited me to this filthy game. Animal. I love it. <laughs> Yep, I and love I'm, it. Just, I'm just gonna stand there with my staff and my, my bag and uh, grin over Poppy's shoulder at Marcus, and that is the end of my turn. All okay. right. Um, at the it. end of your turn, gonna take another legendary action to try and hit Marcus again, since 
second biggest threat in the room, just the most pressing one. That's a 19 on the die. Yeah. Uh, it hits. yeah. Uh, we're going to go... Hold on. I said I was going to use average for this because it's too much to roll. Uh, you're going to take 23 points of cold damage. Halved. 12. Mm -hmm. And make another con save. And uh, Dr. Rachel, uh, you see now a better point of view of this. Everything around Poppy seems to glitch out for a second. If you've ever played an online video game, mm. when you start rubber banding, that's what happens around Poppy as he causes the lag in the room to spike through the roof and strikes out while everyone's like stuck in midair. I always hated lag switchers in Halo. Mm -hmm, exactly. Mm. <laughs> hey, the I'm going to spend last indomitable because <sighs> I literally, I can't save any, I can't roll above a 10 on these saves. Ugh. Okay, there we go. 26. I will not be paralyzed on my turn. <laughs> That's fair. Oh my god. Don't. That's your best save, isn't it? Yeah, it is my best save so yeah. far. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to Marcus. It's your turn. Okay, bonus action insight. All right. Versus well, deception. Oh, yes. 32. <laughs> 20 uh, uh, 8 plus 6 is 14. 14 not enough 34 oh I rolled an 18 he has a plus 16 to deception oh. okay he's very uh, good at lying uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have uh, attack 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 Okay. Haste attack. Can't okay. do bonus attack now. Uh, okay. Then action surge, attack, attack, attack. So I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven attacks on you right now. Awesome. Jeez. Fuck me up. <laughs> do it all. Do it all. Um, I want I, you to kill him. <laughs> I will. Oh, man. Mm, I'm going to. Okay. That's not what I wanted to do. Uh, going to punch him the first time. Absolutely. As one does. Yep. Okay. That is a 30 to hit. Absolutely. Because I have the crusher feet, I Oof. move him five feet closer to the door. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. You know why it's good for me? Reaction? You... Nope. I'm now <laughs> flanking. Yeah, that's right. I'm in the doorway. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to see how many hit, and then I'm going to do all the damage and stuff. Absolutely. Okay, just let me know. Yep. I'll be here. Don't worry I about me. I got Warcaster too, so if you want to knock him away, we can have a lot of fun. You'll just start uh, playing Pong with my supervillain. That's fine. 20, 29 to hit. His armor class is 23. That's, okay. that's a hit. Another hit. Hot. Love it's it. Two. Uh, that was the third one, so this is the fourth yep. one. 22. Does not hit. Not hit. Why didn't that's I give Poppy shield? <laughs> I mean, you can't give everybody everything. That's another 30. So one, two, right. three, four, five, two more. <laughs> That's fair. It's another hit. <laughs> I am. And another hit. So that's six hits. None of them were crits, though, which Ooh, I'm really mm. angry that none of them are a crit. You know what? No, because I really like what you're doing, I'm going to give you a DM inspiration to re-roll that miss. 
single single die or complete advantage. Com- a complete uh, DM advantage. You get to re-roll that miss because, Marcus, you have fucked up my villain, and All you right, put him in. That's seven. To, that's that's seven hits. Okay. Damn. And just so you know, every hit is going to have. Uh, the first hit is going to have 1d8, 3d6 sneak, 1d6 4, 4d6 necrotic plus 6. The other is going to have all of that minus the 3d6 sneak. Absolutely. Go for it. Um, if I wish can... I had that many dice to hand well, you. While he's doing that, do you want to go to the next person? Yeah. Let's go ahead and move on and see if my villain is dead. Um, yeah. We're going for RD, which is Robert Dressler, or the artist formerly known as Robert Dressler. Yeah, I'm super sorry, you are incapacitated, yeah. (laughs) Um, Poppy would like to hit Marcus if he's alive. (laughs) So I'm just gonna go ahead and do that one. (laughs) That's a 22 to hit you, Marcus, while you're doing that. Awesome, love it. That's another 23 half to 12 cold damage. Yeah, I'm just gonna mark it right here. Okay. I need a con save. I know it's terrible. You're doing so much math. You're just, oh, wait, so sorry. Can't do that. Um, ignore me. I'm no longer within my reach of you, sweetie. Um, so I don't take that legendary action. Instead, it is Miss Dennis. Uh, now seeing Dressler. Um, I'm going to walk up to him, just Uh boldly stalk up to him and shout over my shoulder to Prax. Can I finish him? Oh, absolutely. He tried to kill us. Outstanding. And I'm going to put my pistol to his forehead and pull the trigger. Absolutely. Go for it. Uh, He is incapacitated. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an auto crit, I believe. This is about to hurt. This is about to hurt a lot. Yeah. And I will say, Miss Mercy, um, you know Robert Dressler. You're mm-hmm. actually very well acquainted with Robert Dressler. Yeah. You know that this is not the person that Robert is. Robert right. would never do this. Right. All right. Now, Give both of you roll your astronomical amounts of damage, please. Yeah, I'm going to use uh, precision attack on this. Perfect. I do feel a little bad because, you know, I'm it's ready. our fellow player, but yeah. Go uh, ahead, Marcus. Don't worry about it. Uh, the total after seven attacks is 222 damage. <laughs> oh my God. Awesome. Level 20, baby. 200 and what? 22. And uh, I'm just gonna say I'm I'm back to full health because uh, that's yeah absolutely. It was a lot. <laughs> oh my God. Abs absolutely. Uh, I only have two more charges of the vampiric tattoo left. The blood fury. Is Y'all Poppy have... still alive? Yeah, Poppy's still up. It looks severely injured. Okay. Like Poppy is limping and like icy blood is coming out of Poppy's mouth. You ha- you all have never seen a a fey creature like this like this powerful before, but you have never seen an arch fey bleed. You've never even heard about this. This thing looks like it's on death's door almost. Uh, oh, Sydney's going to be able to take revenge for her dog. I, I love know, this. right? Yeah. 
All right. It is Poppy's turn. Um, just real quick. Yes, absolutely. Kill Robert. Uh, first shot was the crit because he was prone. That's going to be 34. Yeah, they're all crits. He's oh, they're all crits? Okay. Yeah, you're just shooting this man square in the head. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll finish getting you your damage in just a second then. All right. <laughs> Perfect. So Poppy is going to turn. Look at Dr. Rachel Prax and in a last disc effort, turn to you and say, Dr. Prax, don't you remember? You agreed to our deal. You said yes. And as he says that, his voice gets unnaturally deep and he almost grows a couple feet in stature. And I need a wisdom saving throw from him. I really wish I took Mage Slayer. <laughs> this is a spell. This is a spell? This is a spell. Okay. Um, I will counterspell if I have to. However, is he trying to charm, frighten, or possess me? He is trying to charm you. Then he says this, and because I have protection from evil and good. Absolutely. I just, I just shake my head at him and I say, I have a perfect memory. It is your memory that is faulty. And you see panic wash over his face as he forgets that you have cast that spell and he starts flipping through his script frantically. And he was Ooh, trying I would to- love to see your spell book after you're dead. <laughs> oh, that was creepy. I, uh, he was trying to cast modify memory on you. Mm. All right, that was Poppy's turn. Miss Sydney Holiday, it is now your turn. So Sydney walks to the middle of the room. She and floats. Front, like she floats. Well, she's floating. Yeah. 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 She floats to the middle of the room in front of Poppy, and she very calmly says, "You're gross," and this is for Jessica, and she's Jessica with so much malice. And right on the word Jessica, she casts power word kill. And if Poppy is a hundred hit points or under, um, he instantly dies. And the whole like room, like it's like a vibration, like charges like at at him. So you all watch as Poppy turns to Dr. Rachel Prax and desperately clings on to life trying to grab at her because she's obviously the most powerful person in the room right and then he fails and he turns and whips his head around as sydney holiday is floating towards him with her hands up and goes you're gross and this is for jessica and flips her hands mm -hmm. and you can almost see the vibration coming out of her mouth and it almost looks like Every fashion designer ever who has ever made it big is standing alongside Sydney and they all look at Poppy with disdain in his gym shorts and his leotard. And he just looks down and starts to crumple and he falls to the ground, coughs up blood and goes, I was supposed to win. And then his eyes roll back in his head and he collapses in front of Sydney Holiday. And then Sydney goes, That's so chill. Uh, Mercy finishes shooting her last shot. She uh, 
sticks the gun to Dressler's head. Piss poor performance, chum. And pulls the trigger, and that's a total of 188 points of damage. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> out like I a light. Out. And like 40 points under my max. <laughs> and I will go ahead and say, as you coup de gras, the former Robert Dressler, the magic in this place starts to wear off and wear thin. And you see stumbling out of that back room, crawling out of a television monitor, is Robert Dressler picking himself up to his feet. He looks like an amalgamation. He looks like, uh, uh, oh, what is that? The Picasso painting. All of his facial features are all jumbled up and he looks like he is a funhouse mirror. And you walk over and you, you cup him and Dr. Rachel Prax casts plane shift on everyone as they escape Poppy's play. Oh, two things before we do. One, I want that Spell script. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I want his book. Two, uh, before we leave, I'm gonna look over at Sydney. I'm gonna smile, I'm gonna say, I have a spell that could help with, I can't bring back your dog yet, but would, would you like a, a familiar you don't have to worry about anymore? No one will ever be as great as Jessica, but I'm sure it could help fill a fraction of the void in my heart. That's all I can ever hope to help with. And then I cast Plane Shift and we get out of there. And as you all disappear into the sunset, that is where we're going to leave tonight's one shot. <laughs> oh my God, that was so fun. <laughs> that was wild. That hurt Congratulations, my heart. everyone. And I believe we have to pull some winners for our D&D Beyond and Eldritch Foundry giveaways. That was a beautiful ending. I did not think it was gonna be like that. You just killed an Archfey. So a little backstory on the legend lore while they're picking the winners. What Dr. Prax learned is that this creature, Poppy, was actually a rebranded name of the Prince of Frost, the son of Titania, the Summer Queen. He actually lorded over a castle made of crystalline frozen tears of his prisoners. Yeah. And he came to the material plane for the first time ever to try and see if he could get his permafrost here mm -hmm. before he tried to do it back on his mom's turf. Because more nice. souls, more powers. And I love you all so much. <laughs> this was, that was fun. Wild. This is super this fun. Is so awesome. fun. I love playing this character. She's so fun. That hurt, <laughs> oh that my, hurt my soul to go crazy. PVP with a lore bard. <laughs> So, I was like, oh, this is going to go great. This yeah. is going to go well. <laughs> Fun fact, I actually planned it to be a 3v3 fight. So, Oh, wow. Dr. Oh, Rachel, if I had turned? Yeah, Dr. Rachel yeah. Prax was also supposed to be a traitor. Ooh. So it would have well, been three well, versus three. Yeah. We well, have winners be besides oh. us because right. we just we, we won Poppy's Playhouse. Yay! Yay! I'm so happy I got the final. <laughs> I really I wanted to use that, that so spell epic. so bad. That's perfect too. It was that was so a good. Perfect way to end uh, it. Yeah. So other winners of Poppy's Playhouse, uh, for Beyond Poppy's Playhouse, is Strongholder TV. Oh, hey TV! Yay! Uh, so congratulations, and for the Eldritch side of Poppy's Playhouse, 
Uh, link 777294. Yay! Also computer related. Link. So congratulations to our winners. Uh, thank you, Big B, for joining us. And I get to say it tonight. Yes, so I want do. to tell every single person out there, no matter what, to be excellent to each other. And may you always roll with advantage. Good night. Oh, you're still here. Um, well, since you liked it so much, feel free to watch us live at twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or feel free to continue listening to the podcast every Sunday on a one-week delay. Rock.